everybody and welcome to episode 615 of Conversation Street. I'm Michael. I'm Gemma. And you're <laughs> excited about me and Gemma's deadline's just finished, hasn't it? So you're free again. <laughs> Bye, suckers. <laughs> Another magazine in the... What, episode, what issue no, is that you're on now? I'm not talking about it. It's a secret. It's not 615, I'll tell you that. We are going to be chatting about this week's Coronation Street. That's the 12th to the 16th of February. Four episodes to get through today because they realised that they'd only done one in the first nine days of February. So they squeeze them all in this week. So I think I think not only are we caught up, but I think we're maybe a bit ahead now. It's crazy, bloody football and rugby. Um, anyway, it's episodes 11,186 to 11,193. So if you've watched other ones, turn off. Because that's what we're going to be talking yeah. about, unless you want the spoilers. It's your own responsibility. Yeah, um, I was I was almost ready to do a barbershop um, opening to today's episode, Gemma, with myself and four part harmony. Done it if you wanted to. I, I couldn't because um, there was there's music that plays in the background, doesn't there? We when can we do start it now the episode, if you want. Why don't you do it now? No, I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered. But uh, thank you to all the millions of people who were amazed at my amazing. <laughs> Four part harmony in the Mine street talk shorts on on Tuesday. Nobody off. said anything. That's a oh, no 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 editing either. That was my lovely voice. Is that a joke? Well, no, there was editing as in I wasn't actually singing over the top of myself, but I didn't auto tune. Oh really? Because I don't know how. Yes, I don't know how to do that. Oh, I thought you did. No, I've got no idea. Anyway, I don't like to go on about it, but hello. But I can sing. Hello. And welcome to this week's Conversation Street. Yeah, it's the end of half term. Been a half term week. I've been working hard at school with no children. You've been working hard at home, but now we're here to talk about Coronation Street, and we're recording a little this this part a little bit earlier as well, aren't we? It's mid afternoon now. We haven't watched Friday's episode yet, but because there's so much to talk about, we thought we'd get it in early. So I don't know what else. It's been Valentine's week. Yeah. I, I just trying to fill time I don't know here. Why I don't know why. Time. Gemma got me a lovely Valentine's card that said I choo choo choose you on. It was a, I don't know whether Matt Groening um, was able to uh, if, if he knew about this or get, gave it the okay, no, but it, it was a, a mega rip off of the uh, of the classic Simpsons Valentine's Day card. And um, you bought me some nice DVDs, and I bought you a flower succulent. And a <laughs> <laughs> Gemma yeah. likes succulents, she says. I'm not very good at buying presents, but she did say she likes succulents, so I've got a succulent and some tulips. And you bought and, me... Oh, yes. Go on. What? Now, what were you going to say? No, what I think were I was you going to say? I, I did a Steve McDonald, didn't I? When I, I came home with a rose between my teeth, just to be proper romantic-like. Yeah. <laughs> Give you a laugh. Yeah. What were you going to say? Well, you brought it to me on a tray, didn't you? With a cup of tea. Oh, yesterday morning, I did. Yeah. And, and, you, um, and, a, and a tiny cake that you found on the floor. I did find a floor cake, yeah, because yeah. I thought it made the tray look better. And I gave it like, a bit where more did balance. you get this from? And you, you did, that's uh, right, you I didn't sh- eat you it. You shouldn't eat it. No, no. But anyway, that's been our Valentine's Day <laughs> week. We had a nice week, so good, but we? Did, we, Yeah, we did. The burger Lovely, lovely second burger. But it's did delicious. we love this week's Coronation Street? We don't know I think, yet. Think, I think it had its highs and its lows. And, and I said, we haven't Just seen like marriage. Don't do a quiz. Yes, let's do a quiz. I think I've talked about everything. Oh, no, I was going to mention, we didn't do a bonus podcast this week. I do apologise to everybody who likes to tune in midweek for a midweek podcast. But we were going to do something, fell through. Um, <laughs> and also, Gemma's been very busy. And there's been four episodes of Coronation Street. You've had plenty to keep yourselves busy with, haven't you? But the, the plan is still on for us to do something nice next week. Yes, quiz. Do you do a podcast next week? You say yeah, we're gonna, nice. No, we're going to do... There will be a bonus podcast next week. I guarantee it. What is it going to be then? I talked to you about it earlier. I'm not allowed yeah, to Yeah, but you can't guarantee now. that. 
I'm pretty sure there's going to be one next week. You can never guarantee those sorts of things. <laughs> oh, I don't know what you could be talking about. Okay. Right. Um, yes. Quiz time. Quiz time. 12th to the 16th of February. Years ending in a four and a nine. And I've sourced the information from this in coronationstreet.fandom.com. Fantastic. Question number one. I wish your pen. That's oh, no, the first ready. question. You failed. Oh. You don't Here have it an is. for that. My pen. If just in case if anyone wants to picture the scene at home, what I usually write my scores on, I've got like a a, a packet that photos came in. So when we, we got the Corries, yeah, when we printed out our photos for the Coronation Street wall, and that was a while ago, <laughs> as you might remember, I'm still finding little little spaces on the packet of this to do my scores. It's good, it's recycling. It is totally recycling. Right, go on then. 12th of February, 1999. What are Fred and Rita shocked at Nita selling in the corner shop? Oh, Fred, Fred and Fred and Rita shocked at Nita. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Well. Mm. What could it be? Yeah, what could it be? Newspapers. Yes. Yay. I thought if you didn't Shocking. get that, you'd, you'd moan at me. Shocking. having a crappy question. No, that was a good question. 13th of February 2009, which two characters proposed to Becky? Ooh. Well, is this wow. a two-pointer or is this one point? Well, there's two characters that proposed to her. Okay. Steve McDonald. Yeah. Jason Grimshaw. Yeah. Yay! Hooray! Flash of inspiration there. Same day. Very good question. Well, in 2019, 13th of February 2019. Mm -hmm. Oh no! Peter's boat's caught on fire. Oh no! Too much fagging and shagging. You've done it. Five years ago. T'was Roy. Yeah, t'was Roy. Yeah. 14th of February, Valentine's Day, 1999. Picture mm -hmm. it now. Mm -hmm. Before we knew each other. Yeah. Before I what knew what Valentine's Day was. Time that was. Yeah. <laughs> Who gets engaged at the 70s party at the Flying Horse? Oh, when? Two, 2009? 1999. No, 1999. Um, uh, I don't you don't know, know the answer, I think I've got the question wrong. Flying Horse, 70s party. Oh, no. Yes. Roy and Hayley. Yeah. <laughs> that was when Roy came dressed. He, he was doing the secret dancing lessons beforehand. Then he came dressed as John Travolta, I think. Excellent. I think that is correct. Oh, go on, I'm on a roll. This is five for five so far. 15th of February, 1989. Where is Brian Tilsley stabbed? <laughs> uh, do you mean where where location? on In the street or where on his body? Where, where was he physically? In the chest. No, where was he physically? Oh, he, he was, was in a chest. <laughs> okay, no, <laughs> no, he was outside a club. A in disco. Town. Yeah. Tech. Disco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can picture the scene well. Are you ready for your final question? Yeah. Well, I, am I going to get this one? Am I going to get yes. a full house? 16th of February, 2004. Whose wedding is interrupted and why? Ooh, it's, it's Stephen Karen. Stephen Karen's wedding. Yeah. And Tracy came in saying, I want my baby. Patience, I she's mine. She's Amy. What's uh, that got to do with anything? Stephen Karen had. No, uh, no, Roy and Haley had the baby and they were in the uh, so congregation. So why is she interrupting? Because she decided that she wants the baby. Come on, you give no, me. I'm giving a point. You're yeah. only getting one point because that's actually. You got a zero for one of the answers. She. Oh, I only watched this recently and I do read three. So, why did she go into their wedding? Because yeah, the baby was there, and she wanted to cause a ruckus and get her baby back. Right. Because 
What's the significance of... I'm giving you so many things there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know What's what you want from me. What's the significance of Steve and Karen? Steve was the father. Why did you say it like... I, said, had, I didn't know what you said that once. I didn't know what you answered. That was very disastrous and, and calamitous. And who... Uh, what, oh, here's my question back to you then. What <laughs> did own. Karen yeah, use... Perfect. To threaten oh, Tracy with. Stiletto. Yes, very good. Well yeah. done. One point out of one point. Good job. Thank you. Good quiz. That was a lovely Valentine's quiz for Valentine's Week. Thank you Merry very much. Merry Valentine's you made me feel good. Day. You made me feel clever. How about you, listeners? You get a full full That's all you've got to do. You, and you're, you want to please yeah, you your did. man, just make it, give him a quiz. Give him an easy quiz. Quiz. <laughs> easy. Right. Who's got a birthday coming up post Valentine's Day week? 17th of February, Prunella G played Dorian Heavey and Ellie Haddington played Josie Clark. 18th of Hang on a minute. We talked about them last week yeah. on the podcast because you did an extra day, yeah, didn't did, you? Yeah. They get double mention. Well, yeah, we do yeah, like Doreen that. Heavey. Well, yeah, screw who, you, Prunella. Who was the second one? Prunella G. Oh, yeah. No, I thought, no, that's the that's the Doreen actress. Heavey. Yeah, that's what I said. I like Doreen Heavey. Who was the other person who had a birthday? <sighs> Ellie Haddington. Who's that? Josie Clark. Oh, uh, yeah. I've said this now so four fussed. times. Not fast. Okay, carry on. In total. 18th of February, Tom Wisdom, played Tom Ferguson. Mm-hmm. 19th of February, Jack Howarth, who played Albert Hatlock. Nice. Mark Anwar, who played Sharif Nazir. Say no more. And Gareth Pierce, who's Todd Grimshaw II. <gasps> Welsh Gareth. Welsh Todd. Congrats. Welsh Todd. I'm sure he'll be up a mountain to celebrate. Oh. As he yeah. likes that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, he likes scrambling up the side. He does, doesn't he? 20th of what? It takes all sorts, doesn't it? So, you know, you're not watching Corrie, you might as well do something else. <laughs> 20th of February, George Waring, who played Arnold, Arnold Swain. <laughs> you going to say Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 22nd of February, writer Paul Abbott, writer Damon Rochefort, and Ben Thompson, who's Ryan Connor the first. And the 23rd of February, director Stephen Butcher. Happy birthday, director Stephen Butcher, and everybody else who has a birthday I hope this that week. you have a nice birthday. Listeners, if any of you have got a birthday this week... Happy birthday to you too. We don't usually say that. In fact, I might yeah. say we never say that. So special special offer to anyone who's got a yeah. birthday this week. Because it's not a great time we're to birthday, you. is it? No, no. Not really, because you can't go out for a meal because everyone's like, oh, Valentine's Day. Just had one. Got no money left. Great for singletons, though. No, That's because you can't get a table because they're like, is it for two? No, well, then you can't come in because we wanted to sell this set menu for £55. All right. Um, um, and also, it's not what? not fun for Gareth Pierce climbing up a mountain in February, is it? He, do, do he climbs mountains time? all year. When do you reckon his best favourite time to climb a mountain is? Well, you don't want to be doing it right in the middle of summer, do you? No, I'm just, you don't. I'm not speaking well, know, as a seasoned mountain climber here, but I have been up Snowdon. Are they? Are the mountains? I'm saying mountains that like we don't really have any. What we have got two. <laughs> right, no. the hills in this country. Yeah. Are they so high that you get cold at the top, or is it just you're hot? You're closer to the sun. <laughs> I don't think it works like that. Right, Gaza, tell us what the answer did you, is. Did you come up Snowden? No, I didn't. Because you, you did that? it for your. No, that wasn't my. No, that wasn't my stag do. What was it that then? Was just, that was just a boys' weekend out. I can't remember the reason. I don't believe that. I don't remember. Why I, I think it was for your stag no, do. No, no, no. My stag do. That was when we were supposed to go up 
Ben Nevis and we drove all the way up to Scotland and it was cold and rainy and drizzly you and I was imagine. like oh I don't want to do this why why have my why have my stags decided that I really am into mountain climbing it's because I'm such a dreadful bore that most of the other stag do kind of activities I'm also not very much very there's into there's loads of stag do the stuff that people enjoy that you would like well you should have gone go back in time 11 years and tell them because they decided no, to take me to funny. Ben Nevis and it was cold and wet and they were like oh I don't know whether we want to go up do you want to go up Michael I was like, no it's fine why did let's, you drive all the way to Scotland? Not. And what did you do? To go back around and go home? I don't know what we did. That's they nonsense. didn't tell me what they were doing. It was a surprise. We stupid idiots. They they said, oh, we're going to take you on a surprise stag do. And I was sitting, I remember sitting there in the car going, oh, I wonder where we're going. Oh, and that's then the, horrible. And it dawned on me slowly. Oh, that's But it was a really nice thought, just in case they're no, listening. it wasn't. Why? Because you don't like going up, but you don't even like that. <laughs> Why are they Maybe like they thought it would make a man of me. Get married does that, my <laughs> Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, we are going to now cut to street talk. What did you talk. do what? instead? That's the saddest thing. You probably just went and walked by a lake or something. I and don't had know. a cup of tea. Had a bit of Scottish tablet and some oh. <laughs> sandwiches. Oh, dear. Ah, oh, well. Could have gone to Edinburgh to see the panda. There was going to do that I now. Don't think there was a panda there then, was there? I don't know. Anyway, any, look, we're, we're already dribbling on. Nobody or wants to know about this. Time for Coronation Street talk. Well, not now because we haven't seen the last episode yet. But you're going to hear that now. We're just going to... Do know, something else. going to do something else now. But anyway, see you later. Bye. Right, so we have got four episodes of Curry to talk about now. Uh, we're, we have now seen Friday's episode. If you listen to the beginning of the podcast, you'll hear that we were a little bit early in our previous recording bit. But now, half nine, let's get going. What do we think of this week? Yes. Yes, as our thoughts on this week. Thought it was it was an all right week. I'm going to say fairly bog standard across the board this week. Not great. We not don't terrible. Know why are you doing this now? I enjoyed the Valentine's you don't normally. episode. I don't get I'm it. Just just setting out my stand so people know what they're going to be getting for the next couple of hours. Okay. I'm not going to be yeah. like effervescent over very much of it, but equally, I'm not not having a massive rant fest as well. Now we're going to start off with the splat the rat story, which you know as You're the story as we go on, it probably feels like less of a. Um, less of a sensitive storyline title but I'm going to roll with it Uh, we also had a bit of the size of south story a lot of the storyline titles I kind of set in stone at the beginning of the week and it really didn't end that way that's going to end up with also the Nick and Leanne proposal wedding in Mauritius nuss what's that called then? I ain't get anything to it that is all just part of the size of south story you see um (laughs) <laughs> this one was also set at the beginning of the week when everyone was really down on Bobby for being Robson, so I'm calling it Bobby Robson. He's Bob- a footballer. Bobby Robson. Yeah, footballer and ex-football manager. Bobby Robson. I don't know why I didn't think of that one earlier. Who's complaining about had, football and had, now you do this? Oh, I know, I know. Pull the plug. We had a little bit more of this week. Slight bit of undercover journalist. We had some Oh Baby. And finally today we had... A return to the brief love affair. Too much kissing. Ju- there Ew. was lots of kiss. It is Valentine's Week, Gemma. We've got to uh. we've got to let them. We've got to just increase their kissing uh, and la, 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 la. kissing allowance. No, I don't like it. I don't like it. God, you said, oh my God. I really don't. I don't know. There's something wrong with me. <laughs> Every time somebody kisses on the skin, I'm like, uh. <laughs> you're so childish. I am. Just go. Just we go. A little peck on the cheek. Like we that. don't have the normal reactions to no, things. We I mean, don't. we were we Sorry. were talking earlier about the Liam story. And no. Yeah, what? What? I'm set. It's it's not it's not getting me in the same way that it's getting everyone else. I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna say it's terrible. I can see that Charlie Wenchell is doing a really really oh, good yeah, job. Really good. He's fat. Everyone is in that storyline, I think. But I'm watching it and I'm not feeling the feels that I'm supposed to be feeling. 
Everyone that... else is feeling them for you, I think. Is there anybody else out there than me? Am I, t- I know I've been fairly stone-hearted in the past. Look, look I, I'm allowed to say this. I just, it's, I, I'm finding it fine, that story. But I'm really, really glad that it's, um, it's impressing other people, especially when, you know, Corey's not at its, uh, you know, great fan is not having t- tons of praise thrown at it at the moment I'm glad that people are fans saying that they're enjoying but yeah, not, not not doing it for me do you want to uh, I'm, I'm going to pass over to you to do a bit of synopsizing for that there Gemma yes, I've still got on some Monday, things to say Liam is excluded still but he's going back to school tomorrow for some reason don't ask questions about any of this I got a bit confused because I didn't realise that it wasn't a half term in Manchester this week as well. but it kind of was by the end of the week because we don't know what week we're in now I, I'm very confused I think to, well today was must be it's next Monday's, Monday's episode yeah that's what I think but yeah the, yeah so Friday my so half term was this week and Manchester is, is I just I really I don't get why Liam was excluded for that long I know that you know that's the length of a filming block and it's what about time do? that it's come around again exactly he he had a bit of a pushy shovey sesh oh, with, right. with Dylan a few weeks ago didn't he which I, I I'm not convinced would have actually got him excluded at all but to have what two two three weeks of off school I possibly a bit of an over a little bit of an overreaction and not one that Maria's even thrown at all his face today when she was um tearing a strip of her but oh well yeah bullying in school is one of those things where you only ever hear about it when the schools don't handle it correctly so you'll hear loads and loads of stories that are very similar to this where you know Liam's being punished but Mason and um, Dylan aren't haven't had anything happen to them at all and somehow the school com- seems to be completely useless and not doing anything whatsoever about it. And all their policies seem to work in favour of the person who's doing it to them. They can't do anything about things that don't happen in school, etc., etc. But the reason you don't hear about the times when it they actually manage to do something is because nobody's going to go online and complain about that, are they? Nobody's no, well, they're, about not, the they're not going to go online and say, just want to put a post out there to say how say, great my school dealt school with my son's building issues. Did a really issues. good job. Yeah. Nobody does that. I, I kind of felt bad for, for Mrs. Crawshaw at one point because, you know, you are tied by the policy. But equally, on the other hand, I was it's difficult for us as a viewer, isn't it? Because we've seen what's obviously going on and she hasn't. Well, this has all hasn't. been written to facilitate the story. So they can't have Mrs. Crawshaw come in and go, don't worry, everybody, i sort this out. Because they've got a story to tell about the rest of the things that happen. And if, if the school just solved all the problems straight away, then there wouldn't be a storyline. Yeah, yeah. so. I mean, I, I was quite surprised in today's episode that she's not the only member of staff at school. So she she's obviously hired a deputy. <laughs> she's not the, the head teacher. She's hired an, oh, she, a deputy deputy. an assistant to the deputy. <laughs> who, who checks the laptop search history of all the... I would not all... sign up to search, <laughs> look at the search history of teenage boys. It's right, they were probably a, a DSA which is a designated safety lead for, for those right, not okay. in the know. Is there not some kind of safety feature on the laptop that uh, stops you from Googling how to kill yourself? I don't know. I don't know whether that's kind of um, network only rather than at a, at a hardware level. Not sure. I don't know what you're talking about, but usually Google like, says, are oh, you right? Does Something it? Like that. Uh, You're right. Maybe in, maybe now we have the our AI integration into our computers, we would get little... Um, 
Clippy appearing at the Clippy, bottom of the screen. Like, like, I see. I you see you're trying help? to. Uh, no, Clippy, no, please don't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, so she's, she's got a helper, which is lovely. But I, I do wonder in all this, what is the head teacher doing? What's the head doing? What are, does he have any actual teachers to <laughs> teach think... him lessons? Has he got a form head oh, yeah. or tutor or whatever they call them now, class lead? They, I wish they, I wish that they'd bring it up because, you know, for the vast majority of viewers, it doesn't matter. As far as they're concerned... Mrs. Crawshaw is the head teacher. But the thing is, she's not. She's not. <laughs> she's not. She's the deputy head. I can't remember what the head teacher's called. Mr. Um, something. Mr. Something or other. Mr. Eustace. And he has had nothing. Even if they just made a throwaway line about him being on sabbatical or something. He I don't reminds know. me of the principal in um, Family Guy. Oh. Doesn't he look a bit bland like that? Kind of, I couldn't kind possibly. Of it's been quite a few years since face. he's been in it. But um, I would have thought that he might be stepping in at this point. But what do I know? I'm a primary school teacher, not a secondary school teacher. It's a bit more serious in secondary. He's 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 got his hands tied with much more serious things, I assume. Whatever, league tables and what have you. Um, Anyway, and trying to figure out which one, which school in GCSE is the best one. Maybe where is the best place in school to point your CCTV cameras so that it catches the bullies out? Should be next on his agenda. Maybe they should all go in his office. Behind the science block. That's what they should put Liam in timeout. What? Because nothing happens in his office. Yeah, that's the safest place. It's the drama for his own of coronation. Right, so, so Liam's still office. excluded, but he's going to school tomorrow. And Maria and Gary notice he's not, he doesn't want to. Oh no, his, his phone's out of battery, but he doesn't care. Yes, he's, he's showing a surprising lack of interest in his mobile phone, considering that most teenagers are surgically um, attached, attached to, them. to them at this point. Yeah. There's a lot of talk online at the moment um, after that poor kid was murdered. Um, which was actually, I think, well, it was Manchester Crown Court that they did the case, didn't they? Mm. And um, they're talking about just banning kids from having phones or, like, get, p- making special phones for... Yes, I saw something about that, about wanting to have a phone for kids that doesn't do... Do anything. ...all the cool stuff, basically. Honestly, I know this is really bad for me to say, but if I if I had a kid, they would. that's what they would have. They'd just have a crap Nokia it's it's really but what like, would you do then your kid becomes the weirdo and then they get picked that's on the anyway th- that's why I, I don't think that that could work unless it's something everyone that has everyone it, yeah. has to buy into but isn't that a bit draconian yeah that's the thing um, I know there's no children. way this would work it'd be what you know mega street cred l- you'd loss. have to make it illegal to like give your child an iPhone yeah which That's they're weird. clearly not going to do. Well, no, exactly. I don't. I don't know what the solution to this is. No, and it I just don't. makes me thankful yet again that we didn't have this when we were at school. Got my first mobile. I think it was. I can't. I was eighteen. Where. I got it on my eighteenth birthday. Yeah, I think I can't remember whether I was eighteen or I was sixteen. I was, I was possibly eighteen. Yeah, I just I just made do with my iPod Touch up until then. I didn't have an iPod. Um, I had uh, one of those. Oh, no, maybe no. I didn't have a Sony Touch. I had, I had a Mini, an iPad Mini, mini disc at first. player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. But I, I could. Then I had an MP3 pair that you could put ten songs mm-hmm. on. But I also, I feel bad for parents at the moment. I mean, what the hell we do don't you have do? to worry about Abby going on our social media oh, she and was, getting bullied. She was actually bullying someone else today. Uh, yeah, I think our cat is a bully. We, yeah. we were in the lounge and we heard this this uh, raucous <laughs> cat fight just outside, and Abby had somebody backed into a corner. She ripped their collar off and yeah, tried we found to bite them. Four other cats' collar just there on the. And also, I don't know if you noticed this, but that cat didn't have a tail. She was, didn't it? I don't know whether she's taking it. I mean, she's all sweetness and light to us. She's just happily sitting on I my lap we're now, bigger. purring That away. goes to show you, if we, she was bigger she than us... She doesn't like other cats. No, she, ha- she doesn't. I don't think she knows she's a cat. No, but... Uh, 
Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, we. But I, if if this is such a dilemma, I don't. I don't. It's something that all parents, every single parent now, probably loses quite about. a bit of sleep over. Do I get my kid a mobile phone? Do more? When do I do it? What do it's I? What do just, I give them access to? It's also do not I, just being bullied because I remember like. We didn't have phones, but we had the internet, and I definitely saw things I should not have seen. When and I was it's a kid. so much easier to access for for anybody now. Well, or... I don't know, like Rotten dot com. I don't think that the that's as easy as it was back then to see such horrible pictures. Oh, just like dead people. Oh, I don't like. Um, but... but that will screw you up. Like um, porn, that's really bad. Kids have access to that. You're supposed right. to go to the woods and poke. A- Poke in a it. bush. Yeah, find it in a bush. Not just find it on your phone. Yeah, you see, you get these reports that come out now, don't you, about this shockingly high percentage of kids by the age of 13, 14. Yeah, that they've seen, seen that everything. Kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, so I, I would not like to be in Maria. And I don't know what you do. What do you do? And it's affected. It's obviously doing something, isn't it? Mm. It can't be good. No. I know we sound like prudes and every generation is the same where they go, oh, in my day, oh, children these we days. We manage fine without that well, kind of rubbish. it's not even saying that. It's, I, I genuinely am worried about what it is doing to children's brains. I don't think it's good. I really don't. Well, what I they mean, need we... is in Carter. That's all you need. Yeah. Encarta 95. Encarta 95, that'll do. Uh, it, it certainly <laughs> no, has nothing... had a attention span I can... um, uh, problem. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say nothing hugely significant that you need, need, definitely need to know happened after 95. No, 95 is all you it need. It was fine. It? <laughs> yeah. Back and when the world was so much, so much better it, Everything was much simpler and all of the encyclopedia entries were just a couple of paragraphs <laughs> and maybe a sound bite. Anyway. Right, so what is Maria and... Right, Maria and Gary... I've seen two of the week. <laughs> um, they are talking about Liam. Maybe they should leave it until half-term, after half-term, before he goes back to school. And then he comes to the lounge and, and switches his phone on and all the messages start pouring in. And he's just staring at this. And Maria's like, oh, is it? You've got to tell if anything's wrong. And Gary's like, oh, all those scumbags would have moved on by now. Um, but then Liam goes to his room and all the messages are just, just pouring in again. I was I was feeling it's a bit like rinse and repeat, here we, here we go again. Maria and Gary going, la la la, life is great in the lounge. While Liam was pouring his, you know, pouring his heart out and, and crying. crying in, in his... Uh, yeah, there's, there's been, that's been at least the third time now we've had an episode end with that. Um, but at least, yeah. at least they pick up on it by the end of the week. On Tuesday, Liam's not in the mood to go to school and um, he gets confronted when he does go in the corridor by Liam and Dylan. And Dylan's just like, just the most pathetic, snivelling little um, henchman, isn't he? Yeah, he's useless. Um like he well he's not useless he, he, he's just he's, doing what mason tells him yeah well, he's scared uh, of being a victim as well but he's yeah. also a bit nasty he's he's nasty and and mason's kind of influencing he, him yeah no but I'm, mason's kind of making fun of him as well isn't yeah. it like because because liam just sorry dylan just to prove they think at the end of this story mason's not still going to be a coronation street character no. is he? he can be as bad as you like and now dylan, because he's He's not coming back after those bitches are burnt, but Liam needs to <laughs> claw his Dylan, way back. Dylan, in. Dylan, sorry, needs to claw his way back into everybody's good books. It's a bit like you know, Max that we've seen recently, and well, any any Corrie teen that goes bad has to come back from it. So we've got to have plenty of looks of of Dylan going. Oh, should I really be doing this? Just so that we know that he's having second thoughts. But we don't have that with Mason, do we? 
Nothing no. amazing going, oh, have I gone too far by stamping on this puppet? Obviously, this story is going to end with Dylan standing up to Mason. Yeah. I wonder whether um, Mason... Get a pair of stilts on him and then it'll be fine. I wonder whether Mason is ever going to be revealed to have had some horrible um, trauma in his past or be, be kind of uh, abuse abusive home or something. Because that's normally why... You know, this is there's like there's teasing and there's and there's kind of banter that goes too far, mm. and then there's bullying, which is what this is. Well, hasn't Gary said before that the Radcliffs are a bad lot? We've not met any I know, of but his what family. I'm and I don't know whether we will. Are we ever going to get a sympathy a sympathy for for Mason? Like, if this was a, you know, one of these gritty like '90s uh, English movies where everyone's dad has to strip because the mine's closed, mm. there would be a scene where. Mason goes home and then his dad like smacks him about a bit mm. and and then you you sort of realize that he's a victim too and he's perpetrating this upon someone else I, I don't think we will I don't think I, it's going to get that I deep. wouldn't mind it because he's a little bit two-dimensional at the moment yeah. isn't he but the, the, I don't know what story they're trying to tell here I mean just I feel as though this is a story this is obviously really touching people and everyone uh, who it's touching is finding it very very um compelling and emotional to watch but it does feel like that anyone could have written this about any character you know there's nothing particularly about Liam there's nothing particularly about Mason it's just a goon and a, and a victim yeah um it, so I would argue that soaps have more scope to explore a bit more in depth why someone's a bully, why someone gets bullied, without without making excuses. But I, I do think, I've said this before loads of times, when someone's bad, when someone acts out like this or does something like this, there's usually a reason. And if you understand why, you don't have to sympathise or excuse it or say that, you know, it's okay to do. But if you understand why they're doing it, it's one step further to be able to solve the problem. Mm. I can't remember what we had with... Um... With what's his face? He was, you know, beat Seb up. Corey. Yeah, nothing. We, we, we had his Wait, dad, was, didn't we? Yeah, but, but he I, was overindulgent, wasn't he? He was yeah. just like, oh, well, well, I'll throw money at everything and my kids, my kid can do no wrong. And that's just as, well, it's not just as bad, but it's clearly a not great parenting. Yeah. I, I would I would be interested to see more of Mason's home life, but I, I don't think it's going to go down there, especially how serious it's all got and Liam's obviously Googling that stuff this week and yes. I, I don't think that trying to get sympathy for the person that's I'm not saying convincing sympathy. Liam to, to search for those things I'm is, saying is the way to go. Understanding mm. the thing is loads of bullies are also victims of bullying themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um but I don't think that's where this is going. No, I don't think so. I think I, I mean he's gonna This is just a kind of end, a very I don't want to say surface level because it, that that makes it sound like it it's not um, a complicated story, but there, there there could be more to say. But I just don't think Corey wants to do wants to do that. They just want um, this this what this what they're it's, doing. It's very much a kind of hey everybody. People can get bullied in person. You can get bullied over your phone if you're getting bullied. Then it can be at you twenty four seven. It's not like how it used to be when home was a safe place. Um, and I'm, I'm not getting a whole lot more of it than that. It's it's very much yeah. bullying story by numbers, in my opinion. I think that uh, the, the Dylan and Sean angle 
it's it's somewhat oh, yeah. unexplored. Isn't I'm waiting it? Every for now more and depth to some of this other stuff. That's, yeah, and, and, and George, lot... he's been kind of dipping yeah. his toe into the story this week, but it's there's a lot of focus on on um, Liam and Maria and Gary, which is interesting. Mm. Um, and it, you know, it's it's enough. Um, I'm not I'm not trying to say it's I'm not saying it's bad by any means. I'm just saying that there's lots of avenues, and it's interesting to think about what it is that they're trying to do and why they've told it the way they're they're telling it. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um it's also like who The thing is the thing that's kind of annoying me about this is that Dylan's the one that we know and Liam so Liam and Dylan are the two that we know and Mason's the outside influence that's come in. He's like, oh he's the bad guy. He's making Dylan do naughty things and then Dylan will realise that he's been under his thrall and then he'll stand up for to him and It'll be like a Disney movie and the Mason will like go, oh no, my powers have been taken from me. And then that's kind of how I feel like it's going. But it would feel to me, I think I think Dylan needs to take a bit more agency. Like Dylan's choosing to do this. I hope that he doesn't get away with it. And I hope that they explore a bit more about why it is that Dylan feels like he should he could do this like what, well, why D- does dylan, he think dylan was bullied at his own old school wasn't yeah, it? That that's why he's up. up from london that hasn't come up hasn't that i, can't I remember don't think whether i think we mentioned, mentioned it, it or not. Well, like, maybe it was briefly mentioned but i don't think why does dylan get away with it but mason doesn't do you see mm. what i'm saying like why do we make we're making excuses for dylan because we know him and the character needs to be redeemed but to me that's just a safe way of telling the story why don't we talk about what mace why is mason doing it yeah yeah. It's the same thing with Aaron. Like, so he did doing something really evil and bad, but the character himself is much more nuanced and, and interesting than just that one bad thing. Mm. How much do you forgive that person? I don't know. I still think possibly it would have been a bit more interesting if we'd known more about the characters of Liam and Dylan before yes, it started. Definitely. Because although Liam's, you know, this Ch- Charlie's been playing Dylan, yeah, uh, Liam for donkey's years since he was really little. But he's always been a real background character. And before this, the only thing that I could remember about Liam was that time that he was the rapping wise man in Brian's uh. Christmas Nativity play. I know. And and Dylan, he's he's been on the show for what two, three years now. But for for all this time, we've been wondering why did they bring him back? He's not not, not done anything. So there's maybe that's another reason why it's not completely hitting for me. Well, this is the thing, right? So, I, I've so got no he's a blank, in this character yet. He's a blank slate, so there's a lot to be said for why that's a positive thing in this story because he can, he's there like any child. Anyone can look at him and go, gosh, that could be my kid, you know? Mm. Um, for, for, for people who don't have kids or don't sort of have, have any children in their lives or or have like a memory of this happening to them, it feels like a, a hook would have helped that emotional connection. So if if it had been somebody that I knew better, like maybe Amy, if this happened to Amy, I'd be I'd be trying to mm. run into the screen to beat Mason up. <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't think everybody needs that. Some some people already have that attachment. Good characters have got to start somewhere, haven't yeah, they? Yeah. And I think lots of people are watching this and going, "Wow." Loads what, of people what are a really cracking impressed. actor this this yeah. kid is. This yeah. is really you know this this is working for me. I just I just prefer not to have my first big experience of getting to know a character having oh look at the misery that's being poured on. Yeah, I know let... that doesn't always work. No. Anyway, um, carrying on about the story. <laughs> um, no D- Dylan's, Dylan's under the thrall of Mason, so he's just become his henchman. 
George catches Gary in the cafe and he's on Liam's side and he's like, well, I don't think it was Liam's fault that he pushed this this kid. He's a gentle guy. He's not a bully. And Gary's like, thank you for supporting. Because they, they haven't really developed this either. It feels like there should be a more of a... There is a little bit of it, but it's not like a big side. People aren't taking sides so much. You've got um, Sean, who's got Dylan as his kid, who's taking his side. Then you've got George, who's agreeing with Gary and Maria that Liam is not a bad kid. But, but George is kind of not really feeling like he's allowed to voice his opinions over at number 11, is he? Because no. number 11 Coronation Street is, is team Dylan at the moment. Yes. Sean is being obnoxiously protective of his son. That's kind of getting to me a little bit. The fact that clear, clearly Liam is not a bully. But then maybe again, that's just us as the outside eye watching I think you would. This. I think you would be overprotective. Because being accused of, of being... If your kid... If you like... If your kid was accused of being bullied, but the kid pushed your kid, you'd say, well, of course it wasn't my kid. The other kid pushed him. I would just would have thought that if they've been mates for the past few years, Sean would know what Liam's like and know that he's a bit of a gentle type, a bit of a bit of a wet blanket. No. Um, and that's that's not you know, in his remit to act in a bullying way and maybe but he I guess Sean just doesn't want to no, think want of to face that as his about his son. And this is what like, happens as well when kids get bullied because the parents won't often do any discipline at home because they don't believe it's true. Well yes, exactly, exactly. So, anyway, Gary says thank you, um and he says look, I think it was my fault because I told him to beat Mason <laughs> up and it kind of backfired. So Liam is being bullied and he's not good at making decisions or wise <laughs> choices. And I don't want to victim blame, but I also don't want to encourage children who are getting bullied to take their puppets to school to fix them in view of the open classroom just, door. Because it looks like a doll. Think, just think, Leah. Was he talking to it as well? I think, like, I think oh, he there was we go. talking. I mean, it's very sweet and endearing. Um, and obviously I'm just I'm just being I'm just joking here because you should be able to play with your puppet if you want to without being picked on. But it didn't really I mean it just gave Mason and Dylan and all the bullies something it was to make like fun of him. Easy for. ammunition. And wasn't then they it? start filming him on, on their phones. Dylan's the filming. Dylan's filming, and then Mason grabs the puppet and bloody stamps all over it, and Liam's crying again. Being filmed crying. Yes. Oh god. Um poor kid. The thing and is, this this video That could have been an antique as well. Well, I think it was. Yeah. Um, the, the, this video hasn't gone public yet, has it? Mason's no, it might saving do. it. But the the thing is, I don't know whether Mason he's gonna he's doubled himself in, isn't he? If it goes public, because all is looking I mean. for evidence that he has been bullying him. So at the unless he you know, he crops himself out of it, or well, you know, this is what I'm wondering whether Corey's gonna go there with this because when they were filming it, I was thinking to myself, Are these kids stupid because. How many times have you read a story where uh, there's there's been quite a few cases of videos that have been uploaded of some poor kid being kicked or or punched or made fun of or something's happening to them and the bullies are filming it thinking it's the most hilarious thing they've ever seen or done. I upload it to the internet and then everybody hates them and then they get bullied by the entire internet mm. and they get death threats and you know the fire you know fired or well, kicked off their courses or. I mean, maybe 
uh, Mason will will upload it and show everybody, and then he'll get in trouble. But he'll blame Dylan as the the filmer. Yeah, but he was the stamping on the. Puppet. Yeah, yeah, I know, and I, I I think he will he'll use that as an excuse to to he'll want to take out his anger on somebody, and it might just be Dylan's. Like, you shouldn't have filmed me. How yeah, was yeah, I supposed to know? Yeah. And that maybe that's what makes Dylan realize that you know the life of life of a bully isn't the life for me. I, Right, so Liam goes home later and he says, oh, I left the puppet in my locker and, oh, I didn't speak to Dylan very much. And then George sees uh, Gary in the pub and Gary's asking him, how was Dylan when he came home from school? And George says, I haven't seen him yet. And Gary says, can you keep an eye on him, please? And then Mason is with Dylan at number 11 and they've got all these puppet bits on the sofa. And Dylan's like, we're being a bit mean. And Mason's like, no. He deserves it because he's playing with puppets. They have to have, at least every episode that Dylan's in, they have to have him saying or looking at least once. I think this is in his contract. What? <laughs> like, I'm not really not really into this. Oh, yeah, I'm s- sad about Just want to let you all know I'm doing that I'm not under... as bad as he is. I'm doing it under duress. Yeah. George comes in, sees the leg, and Dylan's trying to say that it's just something from DT. And then Mason starts saying, oh... You're great. I wish I could do work experience at the at the smart suit you've got, Mister Directors. I really admire that. And George does not buy this at all. He's like, well, I don't think that he is for you. Yeah, he's he's right through Mason's attempts at flattery. Maria finds Liam in his room later. He's his eyes are all red and puffy, but she doesn't notice. Then she she's like dinner time, and he's like, no, I'm not hungry. But when she goes, he's watching the video of himself. So where do you get that from then? I guess that it's been sent to him. Right, but. Don't put it online. That's my advice. On Wednesday, there's another frosty standoff between Liam, Dylan and Sean outside Victoria Court when Sean says to Dylan, oh, if Liam does anything to you, you make sure you tell a teacher. Liam heads inside and he's like, I don't want to go to school anymore. I can't cope with this. He goes inside his his room and Maria and Gary are like, what the hell are we supposed to do about this? And finally they realise, it did seem like at the end of Tuesday's episode that Maria was almost willingly ignoring Liam's clear signs of distress. He's like, you don't want your dinner then? No. Why would you ever have a teen boy who said, I didn't want my dinner? And you'd be like, that's fine. I would never have been able to say, I don't want any dinner. I'd be interrogated for hours <laughs> and then forced to eat it. Well, I think we, Wednesday, finally, they, the penny, the penny drops, drops for mm. them. So, Gary decides that maybe violence doesn't work when kids do it, but um, he'll do it. So he strides off down the street to, 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 um, to have a word with Sean and uh, maybe maybe give him a, a bit of a slap about. But Maria stops him saying, no, we need to go through the proper channels and speak to Mrs Crawshaw. So they go to Mrs. Crawshaw's office and she's like, oh, didn't know about that. <laughs> she she knows that something's going on, but she it, it feels like she's been written as so completely inept. Like, you, again, anyone with eyes can look and go, the height difference between these children and the, just the nature of, the, of the, their attitudes. I cannot believe for a minute that Liam is the instigator here. I can't... If you... If you ask me to guess just looking at these kids, who's the bully, I know which one I'd pick. Yeah. But That's why he was cast. <laughs> the the Corshaw's saying, I, I can't do anything unless Liam tells me about it. Is that true? Which... <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Uh, I don't know. She says there's only so much this school can do again. It, that is true as well. We don't want to live in a country where... Or, in, you know, in a culture where somebody can just say I'm being bullied and then, 
or, or a parent can say, you know, these kids are picking on my kid and then what? They just get kicked out of school on no evidence whatsoever. Mm. There needs to be a balance, doesn't there? Yeah. Because it... loads of loads of parents overreact as well and say, oh, so-and-so is picking on my kid when really they're just having an argument. Yeah, you you must you must know. There's squabbling, that and then there's people bullying. aren't that victims of bullying aren't always going to tell you to tell you about it. And I think she she should probably have also recognised the this. signs yeah. in Liam and, and again looked at. I mean, n- knowing what Mason's like. And but what obviously, there's no such thing as a perfect. There's no perfect response to this, mm. and schools do get it wrong it's just unfortunate that it always seems to be in coronation street <laughs> it's also the fact that you know as much as we like to think that there's only about 10 kids that go to weddy high Orla probably does have her plate full of other things like, I'm as sick well i'm tired of hearing about this i've got other things to worry about Eileen mm. and george sit down with maria in the cafe and maria tells her about the bullying suspicions and how dylan's possibly involved but she can't find any evidence and Eileen's like, you know what you need to do? You need to go and send PX. That's where I go. <laughs> I think it, it felt really cheesy when that they were when they were name dropping the fake brand. Usually, what they'll do is say the actual brand name, but then just show the fake one, don't they? Because they don't ever talk yeah. about voggling. They talk about googling things, and then you just see them on Voggle. And they talk. I'm sure they mentioned they they name checked Instagram yeah. last year with the Daisy story, even though they showed send PX. It 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 was a bit of a out of... It did feel, yeah, it felt very jarring to hear that because it's NPX and sound like a real thing. No, and and, and Maria's like, I've checked his friend space, but I haven't thought of checking his NPX. Like, oh, oh. goodness me! <laughs> like, yeah, that would have felt better if it had been like, oh, have you seen? Have you checked on his social media? Well, I don't know. I I thought I checked one of his accounts, but maybe he's got another one. Yeah, it would have it would have felt, felt less jarring less, if like, they'd have just hinted. We're we're in a fake world. We know that they can't use the real one, but um, what about TikTok? No, none of it. None of it can be mentioned. It's been a thing for ages, hasn't it? Did, I know. Didn't they have the? There wasn't it on the IT crowd. They had um, yeah friend yeah, face. Was it called? I think. It's like they, make, they make a joke out of the fact yeah. that it sounds so ridiculous, but it's just one of these kind of catch. 22 I don't know things what that you to, can't... Yeah. What, there's nothing you can do about it. Do other so, dramas... I don't know. We don't, we don't watch other things. Do other dramas show actual Twitter and... I don't know. Maybe... Can they call it Twitter now? Is it fine? Is, is, is that fr- a fine name Twitter. to use? Because yeah. we don't call it I'm going to buy tw- the, the name Twitter and you can use it for whatever you want. <laughs> Maria finds that Liam's got an account on SendPX, but it's private. So she you know she tricks a child doesn't she and it um i would be i would be ashamed of him how quickly this worked <laughs> i know she She's... sets up a fake girl account and gary's like he's not gonna fall for that oh, but no. he does he... within seconds what and was that again chloe or he's like you know children aren't aren't renowned for good judgment so it's not really his fault he's just a, a child and this is why social media is not very good for kids but don't accept random friend requests mm. I kind of I kind of feel bad for him in that he's got no other friends. No, he doesn't have any friends, the poor kid. And before, and did Dylan he only was, have one friend? Was Dylan his actual friend? I think so. It's I mean horrible. just by nature of the fact that they, they live near each other. Yeah. Um He must be so lonely. Yeah. I, I don't know whether it 
No wonder he wants to. I don't know whether it strikes me as unusual. realistic or that there was literally nobody else at school. I think it. I think he could do with having a somebody to to open up to. I I, I know yeah, that I know. you know it's even worse that he is isolated. But I think in real life he probably He's not, would he have another friend. He doesn't strike me particularly as a as a loner as a loner. Some children don't mind that some children don't mind their own company but he's doesn't strike me as that mm. anyway he's you're supposed to have a gang of little misfits like in it chapter one or yeah no it's exactly. stranger things it, it feels like you know there'd be other people at the he will AV get bullied club. by the older kids yeah and yeah, then maybe they set a demon on them or whatever maybe that's the story's missing that oh, right so something. um it works so he she, she goes through and she sees lots of things that worry her and she's crying and um, it looks like he's been having loads of horrible comments. So Gary again decides to go and get Sean. Okay, well, he sees Sean in the street and he's Sean's just refusing to believe any of this. And Gary says there's loads of homophobic comments on Liam's SendPX account, <laughs> <laughs> which um, have been posted by people with fake names, which I reckon includes Dylan. Yeah. And Sean's like, he, was he wouldn't do that. So he... Um, Gary call Gary gets called to Victoria Gardens by Maria, so he heads off, and then Sean sees Dylan and tells him what happened. And Dylan's like, "Quick, uh, text Mason and like tells him that they've got a problem with this." I wonder how far they could push. Let's see some of these comments. Then that's been an- another thing that's just it, all we've seen is you know, rat boy, rat face, ratty, ratty, rat, rat, and unfortunately, in real life, it would be so, so much- tame. It's slightly comical yeah and then we're, we're being told there's all these homophobic and there must be something they would be allowed to say that would be this is what, ever so slightly is, shocking before no, no, the, this, the but this is what the problem is with tv in general and media and stuff everyone's just so outraged and offended by everything and and everyone's so reactionary to it like oh can't offend people so how are you supposed to tell a story about about this mm. uh, I mean, that you. loads of people would argue that you don't need to because the way he was reacting is, is enough to make you realise how serious this is. But it's, they are showing us comments. They're just showing us quite tame and silly comments that you might expect, you know, what, five-year-olds to to say and yeah. send each other in rat emojis. Not, not teenage boys. Teenage boys wouldn't do that. They'd be saying a lot worse than that. Mm. So that's why it kind of... It seemed a bit like hyperbole doesn't it like oh everyone's he's bullying him so much and then you look at what the comments are and they're saying he's a rat boy mm. the, the curry I mean, can that shock would, in lots of other ways that would hurt your feelings i know but what they're insinuating that they're saying is not what they're showing us that they're saying that 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 disconnect is is a bit jarring sometimes yeah yeah yeah, and it's yeah they will obviously not be endorsing these comments. Well, that's the thing. I think that people don't get that now. I think people are me- media literacy has gone out the bloody window, and people can't seem to understand that just because you show something doesn't mean you endorse it. That's why people get mad about some of these characters. Like, you have to have antagonists and baddies and villains in these shows because not everybody's sweetness and light and yet when you put them in you just get complaints yeah and then and you, they can put you all your warnings up you like at the beginning but people will still moan about it yeah maybe they silly. need to there needs to be like a super warning because we're all just, just so about it. We're, we're all just so used to 
every single episode of Coronation Street saying, oh, there may be scenes that some of you are finding that I'm just, it's just, dead, just dead to it now. So yeah. maybe they just need to start a, no, no, really, this is going to be bad. Oh, you just wait. I'm, don't don't, tell, don't say I didn't warn you. One of those warnings. No, it should be like, welcome to ITV and now it's Coronation Street. Deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's... Right, anyway. Um, so, what... Um, why Gary's rushed off is because Maria has got Liam in Victoria Gardens and he is telling her about being trolled and she says we need to tell Mr. Crawshaw if you want this to go away. So they go to the school and they tell her that they've got the proof that she wanted and then they try to show her and it's all been deleted. I think somewhere, possibly Ma- before this, Liam, Liam... deleted it. Yeah, I said that. No, 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 but I think there was a message that Mason... Because D- L- Dylan contacts oh. Mason earlier in the episode, doesn't yeah, he? I, I think Mason messages Liam. Liam and says, don't show Crawshaw or you're Why? dead. Uh, yeah, but my question is then, maybe it's too many for him to deal with, but it, why didn't he just delete them before? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. What? Mm. Anyway, so Mary's like, oh gosh, where's all the where's all the comments? Um, and he says, no, no, it was just Bance. And Crawshaw says, look, I know, I do believe you, but again, I, I, I need to see this. There's nothing I can do unless I see it. Um, it's like ghosts. <laughs> on the way home Gary stops up number 11 and he's like oh, I want to see Dylan's phone and Dylan's like no and Sean says no and Gary says this isn't over then George finds Dylan's left his phone and he tries to hack into it I thought Sean... this was very refreshing I know somebody tried to crack someone's phone password and didn't, didn't manage it. it he didn't get it on the third guess he only got one guess in before that Sean comes down yeah, it's like, what oh. are you doing <laughs> I, I... everyone knows it a teenage boy's Pin code is 8008. <laughs> I, I wish that they'd explored this avenue of the story. A well, bit maybe more. that I, will come up again. Yeah, maybe George, George, George is going to be the key he? to this. Mm. He's the secret ally. Mm. Um, and He's the spy in in Vichy, France. Mm. So, Sean, Sean catches him. He's not happy about this. And uh, George doesn't manage to, to hack into it. Uh, Liam wants to talk to Maria and Gary in the lounge later. And... Um, Gary's like, oh, I'm going to get that Dylan and Mason. They're going to get it. And Liam doesn't really buy it. Goes to bed. And then he then he boggles how to kill yourself. Um, he closes the laptop when Maria comes in because he doesn't want her to see it. And she gives him a hot chocolate. And he hugs her and he's in tears because he just doesn't know what to do. Like he thinks that's the solution. Yeah, which is, you know, you, you hear it on the news, don't you? And... Yeah, this well, is, it, yeah, it's, it's I think rising, I, I, the number of children who are... Yeah, had you seen... Because <clears throat> I think last week, Corrie made a thing of Liam is going to have these thoughts. I, I, I do not know at the moment whether it's going to go any further, whether it was just that he Googles it. Um, I would... I, I think I, it's enough that he did it once and that's it. I don't need to... Yeah, I, I think that they did... I, I know they did the, the big warning a couple of weeks before Aiden took his own life a couple of years ago. And I think this was a, a bit of a, a trigger warning in a way. I, I, I hope it doesn't go any further. I, I don't believe at all that, that he is going to do that. Um, but I, I guess, you know, if they wanted to raise the well, stakes children of it, do they, this. Have, they have done so. Yeah, but children do look this stuff up and they do even eventually do it. Mm. Because he can't see a way out. And, I, you know, how? what would you do? Mm. 
I was I found it quite interesting that Maria didn't actually bring Aiden into the discussion of it today because this was very very close to home, wasn't it? This is the the, the second this suicide story for that Would it for help? that family. No, but I don't think it'd help. But I don't know whether she'd say. He too. I don't know whether to Liam is he. Is he too young to understand it? Does he even? How much does he even remember Aiden? I'm not sure. I know. She, if she said that you remember your uncle Aiden. There's a social contagion aspect of this, that I don't know that you want to tell someone because then you get it in your head like, oh, it's predestined. It's genetic. It's part of my family. Or he did it. You know. Mm. He seemed so. He seemed so much. His life was so much better than mine, and he did it. Yeah. So I should do it. I yeah, don't think I... it would be helpful for Maria to say. Do you remember Aiden? Yeah. See, I. How long was it? Two thousand and eighteen, I think. So Liam would have been eight, nine. I. I wonder. That would be enough to seriously disturb you. I wonder whether he knows that that's what happened to Aiden, or whether it's been something that's kept from him. Ooh, maybe it is might he going to find out, or oh, this is what my uncle did, and it's going to spur him on some more? I don't know because I I don't know where this is going. No, I I, I no, think this I kind the, of want them to shut it down now. Yeah, I I, I don't because I, I don't think he's going to do it, and I, I think it's been shocking enough. Yeah, exactly. Because um, he's so young, and I think people a lot of people are probably shocked that children have these thoughts. Mm. Although I don't know why, because everyone was a child once. Yeah. Every, didn't you not have dark thoughts when you were a child? I think I was dark, a very happy I boy. think children are really actually quite dark. Do you, you oh, know? Yeah. No, yes, of course, yeah. I don't know if you were being sarcastic or, or true. Really terrible things happen in children's minds. Yeah, I don't it know. It can be horrible to be a child. Yeah. It's horrible to be an adult. I know, I Except know. you're in charge of your own self now. Very true. Nobody can help you. <laughs> yes, and also we've we've learned about the uh, the private, um, private. private what? <laughs> what's it called? Private search tab thingy on your browser. Oh yeah, always go to private mode. Yeah, for Liam, he's not <laughs> learnt the, the the incognito incognito mode or delete course, the search yeah. history. Um, I I think he. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that he probably deleted some other things. <laughs> Do you reckon? For that. Um, I didn't realise at the time before they mentioned it today that it was a school laptop. I was thinking, what? why does he have a laptop? Kids don't have laptops these days. No. He's probably a genius that he knows how to actually work Windows. Oh, look, I can but, now open a file. So this this was the laptop that the school gave him so that he could do his home learning while he was excluded. Nice them, isn't it? I think, oh, that's what you do these days, isn't I it? I don't know. All the schools got a backlog of free laptops, the spare laptops since, their, since COVID times. So. Oh, that's where all my money's going, is it? All my yeah. taxpayer money, <laughs> giving children laptops to take home. Yeah. Right, so Maria takes the laptop back to school because it's half term and she confronts Mason and Dylan and they're in the precinct. Um, why are they not... Why are people not taking an opportunity to bully these kids? Like, why are you on the swings Yeah. For? How old Maybe are you? that's what Maria should do. <laughs> Hide around the corner or stake out well, in sweet enough and then well, film them swinging on the swings. The thing is, she, like... Yeah, I know, this is not a good move to do. This is just as bad as what Gary did, like, saying he was going to beat Sean up or whatever. But um, she doesn't help the situation because she goes up and she tells them how sad they're making Liam. I know. That just makes like, it that's, hilarious. That's fuel to the fire. That just makes them go, yeah, brilliant, our evil plans are working. They've got no empathy whatsoever for this child. They do, Of course they don't, because they're picking on him. Hang on a minute, Gemma. 
Dylan does because he Dylan gave a look. A he had his token I'm a bit ashamed look for the episode in this scene. I saw it. When it also, when is Mason gonna start the whole I wanna shag your mum thing? Like how come your mum's so hot? Yeah. I mean, it's so obvious. These kids need to get set their games up. <laughs> right, so Liam comes into the salon, he's a bit sensitive because um David's making fun of somebody's blue rents and he doesn't like that. That's and then, bullying David. And then Maria tells Liam he should think about talking to Mrs. Crawshaw about giving her and giving her some evidence because he says she says I know it's Mason and and um and Dylan. I've just been speaking to I've them. Just I've just them. been and telling like, them off for you. What did you do that for? Why no, your mum? Oh my god, that's the last thing you want. You don't want to, you don't want your mum telling. You want your dad there giving him a kick up the bum. <laughs> um. That's I'm, I'm kind of glad for Liam's sake that it wasn't because I think Gary probably would have got himself in trouble. Just murdered them, yeah. So he goes and he says, and this is when he gets a bit like worrying because he gets really intense and he's like, "You're a good mum, I love you," and he gives her a hug, and then he sort of goes away and he's got this very weird effect to him, like he's kind of spaced out a little bit and uh, looking a bit sombre. And uh, then we cut to the school and uh, this mystery extra staff member has appeared there. They'll just appear at the school maybe in half Mrs. term. It's like, have the kid's gone? Can I come out? Brilliant. Hiding behind my desk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe Mrs. Crawshaw is um, reproducing asexually by dropping bits off of herself and growing <laughs> in the teacher's room. So um, she's, she's got this laptop. She says, oh, you've got to look at this. This is a bit worrying. Um Maria's talking to Daniel, just ignoring all the phone calls that she's getting from the school because uh, she's asking him for advice. And then Gary shows up because Mrs. Crawshaw has to has to phone him because Maria's not answering the phone. And um, she shows him the laptop. So he rushes off to the salon. Like, where's Liam? Where's Liam? We need to find him. He's been searching. Yeah, He's- you think your kid's about to sort of work talking about killing themselves. And rather than going straight home, he goes the to most the likely salon. place where your child's going to be. He's yeah. like, where would Liam be? I'm probably be? at work with his mum. Yeah. So they, on, they rush off. They get home and Liam's fine. And Maria's just sobbing hysterically and crying and... She thinks he, she thought he was dead. How awful would you feel? You'd be sick. Mm. Imagine that, imagine that trip she had from the salon to home. How long that took mm. her to, oh. Gary would have been in trouble. Gary would have been so much Why'd you come to see me first? Oh, Gary would never heard the end of it. Um, Liam says, I didn't mean it, I was just being stupid. And Maria says, why did you want to do it? And he says, I was just thinking, I was just thinking that you deserve better than me and um, I just cause grief and everyone hates me and this would be a a way to end it. And she's just begging, like, in tears, come and give evidence about what's happened. And he said, I can't. And she's like, tell me everything, please, everything they've done, every name they've said, every everything they've ever they've ever done to you. And so he goes through everything. He tells her about the messages, the 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 trainers, the the fact they threw rubbish on him, and um, the marionette that they broke, and and the fact that it was Dylan as well. And he thought they'd stop eventually, but they won't. And he can't tell Mrs. Crawshaw because he's scared. And also, they've got this video of him crying, and they'll show it to everybody. And he also is like, don't tell everybody that I was looking up suicide because he's worried about that. Too. And honestly, horrible Mason is so vile. You probably think that was funny as well. Oh yeah, there's for no sure. redeeming this horrible kid. Yeah, I mean, no, you if know, that I gets said, out, that's just going to give him more fuel, isn't it? I know. I said that. Um, it, there, there is still depth to somebody like that. There, there is still that people do have different layers. But I don't know. I don't think they're ever going to go anywhere with Mason. No. 
So Mrs. Crawshaw turns up the flat like I think she's a bit worried she's gonna get in trouble. Like, <laughs> I think don't tell us, isn't it? I don't, think, don't tell I don't think it's usual <laughs> for teachers to or head teachers to go do home visits for things like this. I think she is um, covering her back a little here. She's like, is he is he all right? Um, we're gonna launch a full investigation, but when she actually explains what this is, it doesn't feel like it's enough for Maria and Gary. And there's, you know, her hands are tied and she says this. This, this, There's only really so much is. she can do. And you I can't think... just exclude somebody with, you know, no investigation. It's... Well, yeah, of course you can't. Although, I mean, they, they, they did, did for Liam. Liam. <laughs> they no, literally, Liam they said, did to... he do it? And they went, yes, he did. He gave and they went, Liam Good a enough for shove. me. Good enough for me. Um, Marie and Gary want the, want the boys expelled. And Mrs. Crawshaw's um, suggestion that they put Liam in isolation and everyone gets separated and uh, he has a safe space at school. And they're like, that's not going to bloody help, is it? I want you to, to get rid of these kids, please. And she's like, well, I, I can't really do that. Uh, it's not in line with school protocol, which frustrating on both sides of this because she probably wants to do more too. I think she probably does now she realises. What can you do? You can't it's just... It's taken her a long time, but she's probably feeling somewhat guilty that it's taking but her what would quite you so do... long to twig. But what would it do? Like, you, a teacher or a head... You know, that you can get in serious trouble by by reacting... Like, you, the children have a right to education. Mm. Anyway, yeah. anyway. So Maria then goes through the flat and, and she's trying to find things that Liam would use to hide them from him. Um, and she wants to homeschool him as well. Yeah, she's she's saying, look, he's not going back. He's not going to go there. He's not. I'm not going to have him back to school. I'm in a, a safe space. There's 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 no safe yeah, space. Yeah, of course. Um, and also she wants them, him and her and Gary, to sleep on the floor mm. in his room. What's happened to the kid? He was there. We saw. I know, a, but what can he sleep on the floor? A little bit of Jake. Jake, you have to help. Yeah, Jake. Jake's a good like guard dog name, isn't it? Yeah. Go on, Jake. Curl up on the end of the bed. Aww. <laughs> Imagine how what awful it is to really genuinely be going through your house, going, oh, "I don't want my child to use this." Mm. I just can't imagine. Um, yeah. So there we go. There was that story. It was, it was, I it think was... we've done a, quite a lot of uh, discussion as we went. Yeah, through I don't it. know whether there's a whole lot it's... more to say. No, I guess you know. The, the message to take away from this, if you're a parent and you see nasty comments about your child online, is screenshot them. Well, that's what they were, we're saying in they, their advice column, weren't they? They, you know, a column. Um, oh yeah, they had, the Luke, they had Luca and uh, and Liam, Liam yeah. McShane, doing a video, didn't they? Saying, make sure you gather evidence, take screenshots, save the comments, um, tell somebody, don't keep it a secret. Yeah, it's uh, it's good that they do things like that. But like I said to you the other day, I, I wonder who they're for, because I don't imagine as much as in McLeod is doing his best to woo the young viewers. I, I don't know whether there's many people of secondary school age like this that are watching. Don't know. I, I don't know. But I just it also is good I, for the parents, too, because they can say to their kids. I know what you can do. I th- but yeah, that's why I think it would have possibly been better if they'd have had I think Maria, Samia and Mikey but doing it. I think they a, have done something like that. They? They? I, I don't know. There's loads of stuff on itv.com slash advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway. This is a very, very heavy story. Very heavy. Mm. It is February. It's already dark. Well... Lighter times are coming. Mm. Oh, they're not. Um, no, as I'm, I'm glad that other people are enjoying it. It's it's not quite hitting where it should do for me. 
Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, good, good, good on Charlie. He's doing a, he's doing a cracking job. He is doing what he needs to earn more. I'm just, also is Luca. I just don't know. Luca, I, I think he's, I think he's fab. I, I punt him in the canal. Yeah, and and I think that Liam, Liam McShane is also a cracking actor as well. Um, they've just, he's just feeling a little bit underused in this story. I just wonder what, I feel like there are loads of ways that this could go. Um, What's going to happen? So, I mean, do you think that Liam and, not sorry, Liam, um, Dylan and Mason will be expelled? I've got a feeling that they will be and Mason will probably just hang around the streets some more. I can imagine him, especially if Liam's being homeschooled, Mason gets yeah, expelled. Yeah, just like kicking a ball he's just gonna be, outside. Yeah, he's going to be sitting around in Victoria it. Gardens looking up through it. the window at him. You know, and Maria was saying stuff about, I'm going to go to the police about this, but the police are limited as well mm. about what they can do because they're all underage, aren't they? Uh, yeah. There's yeah. only so much you can do with the kid. I mean, they're, they're, they're past the age of criminal responsibility, but... I mean, Mason could well end up going to um old juvie. P was it P S? Yeah, I don't. P remember. Diddy School for naughty children. Yeah, Daniel's Daniel School. He could be a student What's at Daniel's. P C U. Oh yeah, the P P R U. Yeah, the yeah P R U P R U. That's it. Yeah, uh, I do. It feel I don't know what the exit strategy for Mason of this is because, like I said, he's clearly not going to be in it anymore. It's either um, going to be something really anticlimactic. To, like, he's not going to see the light, is he? And, no. and reform. It's going to be something anticlimactic, like Dylan pushes him and go, how do you like that? That's a taste of your own medicine. And then Mason goes, <laughs> and runs away. Or mm. it's going to be, his dad turns up and beats him up and takes him home and we just assume that he's living a miserable life being abused and we're supposed to find that satisfying for some reason. Um... Or what? Like he escalates it to abs- absurd lengths and does some kind of stunty thing, and then he actually does get taken away I, by the police. I think that it's more likely to be that. I think they want to make sure that there's, you know, he consequences. Yeah, there's consequences, and that he doesn't come back. Because I don't think he would just drop it. I don't think he's going to realise oh, no. what I've done is wrong. No, I don't think he would. Um, so maybe it's going to be a bit like, like a Corey situation and you just get whisked away somewhere, I don't know. But, you know, I, 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 it right. feels like there's still got plenty plenty of uh, gas in the tank still for this story. I don't I think know, we're going to be seeing the end of it anytime soon. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so... Um, From one miserable One miserable team to, to another. another. Slightly older one. Yeah, si- Simon. So he had his car crash at the weekend, didn't he? And um, the, the the story starts with the uh, the the, the follow up from that, where he's still pretty worse for the wear of it. Nick still doesn't realise. Feels like it happened months ago. I know it really, really does, doesn't it? In fact, we four episodes of Corey was it was a bit much this week really to be honest. Was, but anyway, he's he's given up on the booze. He's he's had a bit of a shock to the system. He's gonna be all he's gonna be all right now. Um, well, it wasn't even four, was it? Because we've had five, haven't we? We had. Sunday, yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. and then today. So we've had five episodes in yeah, six, six days, days. Yeah. which and and two podcasts, yeah, two, yeah, which I think they should really take into consideration. <laughs> um, Sam, Sam um, is is not having the best of mornings though, because they they decide to to uh, to drag out the uh, the after effects of this car crash just a little bit longer don't they by making him be have his head not in the game with his early morning chess game with Roy um, but then we, we find that he's had a bit of a swooning attack 
in the classroom at school later and of course Hope is the one to find him there passed out on the floor it was either going to be Hope or Mrs Crawshaw wasn't it that was going to find him although maybe they could have had Mason found him and he's like oh I've fresh meat to to bully here oh, but yeah. yes it, Sam, Sam's fainted I don't know whether he's just um, read a, a particularly moving poem bully, or something you couldn't bully Sam because you just follow you around going why are you being horrible? What is it about your life? Maybe that's how they're going to get rid of Mason in the end. They'll just Why have Sam inquire him into defeat. There must be something bad. I read a book once about a bully and he had a terrible home life. Do you have a terrible home life? Is your dad mean to you? What's the difference in age between Sam and Liam? It's probably a Why little bit, isn't me? it? No, what, three, I've got four a, years um, maybe? They, they could be friends. I've got no control. Sure, Liam would love to play chess. Um, Nick, meanwhile, is blissfully unaware about the details of what happened in this car crash. He thinks it's nobody's fault, it was just an accident. But then Kevin comes in, wanting paying for this work that's been done on the car. One and a half grand, by the way. And Nick asks him about the brakes, because this is what he's been told was the cause of it. And Kev's like, oh, there's nothing wrong with the brakes. So, uh aha, Nick realises that um, something um, is a bit deeper than he, he first thought. But... Can't go any more investigating because he's heard from Simon. So heard about Simon though, and he has to go rushing off to hospital. And they're there, and there's the doctor, Doctor Brainscan, saying, "Oh, Simon, you, uh, so Sam, you, you had any head injury recently?" And Nick's like, "I was like, oh, oh I had one of them. I had one of, oh yeah." So Nick should be sympathising even more about this, shouldn't he? Because this is this is yeah, exactly what happened. Yeah, this is prime to Nick. Yeah. Territory. Yeah. Um, anyway. They could, they're having a scan. It's all very, like, drama for drama's sake. Oh, is he going to be all right? Yes, he's going to be fine, everybody. Um, Le- Leanne, it, what, what I guess the, the outcome of all this is that, is that Leanne has to admit to, Le- to Nick that Simon was driving drunk the previous <laughs> day, and that's why it happened. Um, Simon hears about what's been going on from Auntie Toya, and he's feeling pretty guilty about the whole thing. So he decides... To hand himself in at the police station. What sort of honest citizen he is. Wow, what a good guy. Mm. I think that I think that deep down he is. I think he's just that, petulant and moody. He he's I think he's good at heart. He's not he's not a he's it's not a wronger, is he? Influence. And he, he yeah, and he's he's missing his dad, bless him. So anyway, he's, he's going into the, the police station to turn himself in. And they, they take him a lot more seriously than they did this um, John guy from last week who confessed to murdering... Um... Oh, God, you forgot about that. What was it? I can't... What was that about? Um, Natasha. Oh, yeah, murdering Natasha. And they were like, Please lovely, like... off you go. And then Simon comes in and is like, oh, I was drinking when I was drunk. Right, we're having right, right in. I'm not we're having grilling this again. You. I'm not having this Spanish again. Spanish Inquisition, Simon. I got in so much trouble for letting that... Um, terminally ill murderer leave last week. Yeah, yeah. So he, he oh, gets the, the book thrown at him. Meanwhile, Roy's in the hospital later. Doctor comes over and says, "Oh, Sam, you're fine. No, no worries on your brain scan." Roy's kind of funny, kind of impressing this guy oh. with his medical knowledge. Um, and and the guy just says, "Sam, oh, you just need to rest. The brain your is the thinking time. part of your head." No more well booze. Done, <laughs> no skydiving. You'll all be fine. I thought he said like no crap. sky. Mm. That rots your brain. No Sky, Sky no TV. Sky. Yeah. Right. So Especially not the football channels. Uh, Leanne takes Sam home. No sign of Simon there, though. Toya didn't know where he is. She can't get hold of him on the phone. Where is he? Oh, yes, he's at the police station. Oh, yeah. Nick's at the cabin trying to get a couple of free sherbet lemons from Glenda. And she's like, oh, how's Simon doing? 
Um, by the way, he was proper steaming at the pub last week. Did you know about that one? Did you know he's a massive drunk? And Nick's like, what is this? What? What? So he goes home, makes a couple of snidey, sarky Nick quality remarks um, at Leanne and says, oh, look, you're clear. You look, Simon's boozing. You're covering it up. You're just as much to blame for the crash as he is. Yeah. Um, and then Simon comes in. Nick has a bit of a go at him too. And Simon then reveals, oh, I've been talking to the police. I've handed myself in. I've got a slap on the Would wrist. Did he get in trouble? I can't remember what happened to him in the end, to be honest. Um, Nick tells Simon, he go, he flies off the handle saying, Sam's not safe around you. Either, either you leave the flat or me and Sam will. I thought that Nick was... I, I, maybe it's just the way he said it, but it felt like he was overreacting a bit. What? Nick. Right. So it's, you know, saying, oh, this is the, the, the worst thing in the world and you're, I'm not having you living here anymore. And we... Everyone's always kicking somebody out of that house. Yeah, they are. Maybe, yeah, he's just getting his own Get back out the of time my that house. he was kicked out of the house a year ago. Yeah. Simon's like, oh, I will then. And then Sam's he goes... the only one that's allowed to live there. Yeah. Um, and Leanne, of course. Oh, no, of course, no moving Leanne. Queen Leanne. Um, yeah, so, so so Simon ends up having a kip on the in the ginnel, doesn't he? In the rain. Oh, sad. On Monday night, oh. sad times because clearly um, Carla's sofa is far too lumpy for him to to, to sleep out. Honestly, for goodness' sake, another person who makes themselves homeless on Coronation Street and expects us to be sad within weeks of Ed doing the same thing as well. Don't set fire to anything. Yeah, um, so thing, the things uh, aren't looking good between Nick. And Leanne by the end of the episode and he's bought this lovely engagement ring for her as well um Tuesday then so was this the Valentine's Day episode yes yes it was because it was on it was supposed to be on it was Wednesday. supposed to be set on Valentine's Day but it was actually shown on Valentine's Day Eve wasn't it and this was the original day that Nick had been planning to propose to Leanne oh what but, a surprise but Valentine's because she's Day been proposal. a bit of a cow um in his eyes at least <laughs> he decides to uh, hold fire on that um anyway Sam's missing Simon. He says, oh, this is my fault that I crashed. I was probably being really annoying in the back of the car. You know what I'm like. He doesn't He doesn't know about Simon's boozing, of course. Um, and Nick and Leanne take the opportunity to have yet another argument about Simon when Sam takes himself off to his room. So Leanne finds Simon all huddled in the cold in Victoria Gardens. And she's like, oh, Simon, you're such a big-hearted, beautiful soul. And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm a loser. I wasn't even around to say goodbye to my dad. I'm totally screwed up, ma'am. No, you don't bully yourself. No, that's not the way to do it. You can outsource it. From, yeah, get, get lessons from Mason. And, and Leanne gives him a teary hug as well. I thought this was nice. Yeah. I, I think I've, I've definitely got a bit more sympathy for Simon I've got week. sympathy for him too because he's been screwed over by Peter so bad. Everyone has. Peter's like, bye. I'm not even answering the phone to him now. His whole life has been being screwed yep. over by Peter, yep. to be honest. Yep. And... He has the whole internet against him. Simon's not the most popular character, no, is he? Definitely but not. <laughs> he's had a he's had a tough upbringing yeah. as he has. Um, so Leanne and Simon back in the flat later, and he's telling he's saying, "Oh, my life's so awful. Drink makes me feel better. Everyone else drinks. Why not me?" Tell you what you should do: become a sommelier. Why is that? You, you drink, and it's your job. Oh yeah. Be a wine taster. Get you start yourself off in, um, in the in the bistro, upselling people on glasses of wine. Eventually, you end up in Good Morning Television, getting Holly Willoughby drunk off a shanty. <laughs> Maybe that's what they'll end up doing. Maybe this is the 
the beginning of something big. Exactly, it's what I'm saying. Mm. This is why I'm going to announce my new um, my new offering for patrons is career advice. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you that all of it's just going to be wine tasting. Yeah. Um, Sorry, so Michael. That's all right. completely derailed you. No, I just, I found this story it's just a bit boring, really, wasn't it? I just, I, I just find, as the years go by, I find Nick just less and less a, a sympathetic character. Nick's become a hollow shell like, recently. He used to actually be fun. He used to really, at the moment... I think they're just relying on um, Ben Price to squint at things and in lieu of, of a personality because he definitely was more nuanced and interesting, but he's just become a prop. He's just become a massive grump. He's no fun, is he? No, he's not. Like, but maybe that's what life Ollie with died, Leanne does to you. I think, I think that he's just really been diminished as a character. Mm. He's, he's only really funny when he's with the Platts, but he's not with the Platts very much. He's mostly with Leanne in the bistro. And honestly, both of them have been ham- hamstrung a little bit by not having personalities anymore. Mm. They're kind of like the serious couple, aren't they? Yeah, they they are. There's there's no levity in this relationship whatsoever. Everything's just kind of very serious. And yeah. What do they talk about? Who knows? That's why when Nick was saying, oh, let's go on a date, let's have a date. I was thinking, what? Talk about what? Mm. Do what? And go where? Do you have any hobbies? (laughs) I mean, he likes running. He likes his running, doesn't he? I don't, you know, no offence, but that's that's quite a boring hobby, isn't it? <laughs> well, it is. I mean, I like running, but it's, it's not. you can't make a conversation out of it. I went running, did you? Yeah, I did. Saw a rabbit. Got did a PB. you? No, I didn't. I didn't see a rabbit. I was just trying to make it sound interesting. <laughs> um, Nick kind of has a bit of sympathy for Simon by the end of the episode because he, he hears just how bad it's got and he's like, oh, I... I, I I, I'm, I'm poor you. You can oh, stay. You can suppose you. you can stay with us for a you time. Did try being, to kill but... my child. Yeah. I mean, has has Simon tried to counter that with he was being really annoying <laughs> and talking when I was trying to concentrate and I was already drunk. So it all it kind of Wednesday's episode is more when the um the the wedding stuff starts kicking off, doesn't it? Uh, Simon's still there apologising to everyone about being an ass um, for the last Face. couple of weeks. Um, Nick doesn't completely seem convinced by No, us. I wouldn't be convinced either. Mm. Um, so, what have we got? Uh, oh, yeah, and Leanne starts to feel that Nick's not loving her anymore. It's difficult to tell, though, isn't it? Yeah. I, I can't I, picture them being, like, affectionate. I know, but this is crazy, because but these I, two have been in each other's pants since the they were teenagers. plus years. But where's the spark? Where's the chemistry? Where's the, the charisma? They work together really well as, as a pair of actors when they have the opportunity to, but is it too little too late now? I don't know. I think... I wonder whether it's a kind of a case of they are always in each other's pockets. You know, they live together, they work together. Yeah. We see an awful lot more of them as uh, business owners, that's true. rather than a couple. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and no maybe romance. that's maybe that's got what's got in the way. You know, mm. the bistro is taking over their life. They've said that we can't even have proper. We never get to have Valentine's Day together because that's our biggest night at the bistro. I. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely get that the sparks would have got out, gone out of their relationship. Because yeah. they, they, what I mean. <sighs> People who work 
nights for any any reason, we're gonna have a hard time as it is well, anyway. They've got late nights at the bistro now. They've got our license, haven't they? But what's your social life look like when you both work nights all the time in hospitality? Yeah. What do you do? I don't know. I can't even imagine. It just seems like a real... It's taken over everything. Yeah, like a, like you never live. Mm. But anyway, um, Leanne decides to, to take the ball by the horns and do a bit of proposing of her own, doesn't she? Because, is it, I can't remember. Oh yeah, Toya tells Leanne earlier in the episode that Nick was going to propose to her. And so Leanne says, well, if he's not going to do it, then I'm going to as well. And she says, it's leap year this year. And although it's not February the 29th yet, um, I'm going to get down on one knee and do a bit of a propose. And I actually Calm thought down, that, that Emily was... Nugent. <laughs> I thought that that was actually proper sweet. I Leanne actually, had a nice little this, smile on her face. She actually looked happy for the first time in, what, 15 years? Yeah. You forget what Leanne can actually be like when she's happy. Mm. But trust Nick to... Really? He he doesn't he doesn't seem as into it, does he? No. Like, Nick, will you marry me? What? What? Oh, oh you're gonna get gosh. dirt on your knees. Not sure. Uh, yeah, he kind of um, <laughs> he, Nick admits that to, to David at the well, end. He of says the episode, yes, he but nearly, then he's like, yeah, he says yes. He's but, not really enthusiastic. He's like, oh yeah, of course. Mm. Then but, sorry, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, and then Nick he and tells David. Nick that I was. He tells David that I was nearly gonna say no. You can't say no. I was sorry, I was nearly going to... Well, yeah, what? You can't say no. You've got to say yes and then say no later. Yeah. Um, although I feel that it would make sense if they have drifted apart a bit, it's feeling that the main reason he's saying it at the moment is just as a result of the drama the that's that happened happens. in the last yeah. two or three episodes. He'll forget about it. If there's a week off, he'll forget about it next time he's on screen. Mm. They should have done a bit more than they did with Stephen Tracy and just yeah. had him randomly dropping into a like conversation. A <laughs> I'm yeah. not having a fun time with Leanne. Mm. Right. He's going to. I think they, they shall, still should get married, despite yeah. the fact that I'm not loving them as a couple at the moment. I still do think that they're. They belong to each other. Maybe that's just my my rose-tinted glasses and saying, well, you know, they first loves. Yeah, I know. I think that, yeah. Um, Anyway, Friday, Sam's after the best man spot. Um, Not a whole lot happened on this one today, did it? Toya's getting very excited about the wedding organisation. Why is Toya suddenly a wedding girl who cares about weddings? And wants a big wants Leanne to have a big wedding. She didn't have a big wedding with Imran. She didn't seem to get ever give the impression that she cared about weddings until suddenly she gets the chance to spend someone else's money on going to Mykonos or whatever. I think that you can you can be excited about someone else's wedding but not want it for yourself. Which why is she convincing us she needs to spend loads of money and have a big wedding though? She was basically invalidating her own wedding. She kept saying, No, 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 you can't have a small wedding, you have to have a big one, you have to have a big one. Once you see what how great big weddings are, you won't want a small wedding. <laughs> but she had a small wedding, what is she talking about? Mm. Do you see my point? Yeah, 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 of course, yeah. Um, anyway, they, they they just have a couple of scenes of getting together think, and having chats and Gail turns up and Do you think if Imran and Toya had, had a big wedding, she wouldn't have killed him? Yeah, quite possibly. Maybe that's what she's trying to hint. (laughs) Yeah. The bigger the wedding, the less likely you are to kill him. Yeah. Anyway. At at least as far as I'm concerned. Are they going to get married abroad? No. I don't know. Are they going to do a DVD special? Yeah. No. No. Um, They're not going to do it abroad. They're going to do it at the bistro. Do you think that... uh, Do do you reckon? Bistro wedding. I hope they don't. I hope they do actually do it somewhere else. Just to surprise us. Just some new place. 
Mm. Or maybe Chariot actually, Square Hotel. Do you think that they will get married? Yes. We haven't seen Chariot Square Hotel for guys. What's we saw the lawyer's office this week. We did see the I'm lawyer's office this week. Yeah. Like, quick, quick, put it but back. I'm, I'm going to say it must be at least two weeks since we've seen Chariot Square. I think they've forgotten that it exists. Um, I think they're going to have a wedding just so there can be Leanne and Nick on the front of the soap mags going, wedding from hell, question mark. Yeah. Will they do it again, question mark? I, I'm not excited by the prospect, Corriday. but it feels like they probably should be married. And then and they Sam probably, will probably be. in between them going, <gasps> Sam's going to be a cute little Sam, something terrible boy. will happen to Sam. Maybe he'll get kidnapped for the fifth time. Well, I wonder, because Damon's still in the picture. He's not. He wasn't in it this week, was he? But I wonder whether he's going to um, upset up. the apple yeah. cart at the wedding, maybe. How many times has, has Sam been kidnapped or nearly killed? But again, you know, more than you would expect he's, I think he's been an average 12-year-old kid, yeah. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. That that was it. It was Yeah, it was very sweet. It was very sweet. I liked Leanne's happy yeah. expression. The proposal that was, was my best bit sweet. of this. I, I and I'm glad that things seem to have settled down a bit for Simon. Do you think do you think that his drinking problems are over now? Is yeah, is that it? Fine, yeah. Just need a little car Just crash. Just need to, to once you hit your car once, everyone knows that. That's why police always say we give you one DUI <laughs> because then you might crash and get out of your system. He's still missing Peter though um, and it feels like it shouldn't be over. I know. Um, I think that... I've quite enjoyed seeing more of him the last couple of weeks because he's been mega seriously underused for years now. I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn here but from the podcast I've listened to which are mostly American ones about over the years I get the impression that Drink driving in America is a lot more, not acceptable, but it seems to happen a lot more and people seem to be a bit more chill about it. Than oh yeah, you told me this. Like here, people think you're the scum of the earth. If you get, if you do anything, like if you have an accident or something, you're like absolute scum. Whereas in America, it's like, well, you know. Is this true, American I think in listeners? some places in America, I think that they just don't frown upon it like here i think it it becomes like this big moral failing and people think you you you're like an evil evil nasty well i just know from like seeing it on films that as long as you got a wadge of uh, dollar bills under your what dashboard you and you just give what it to the police it? that's not how it works is it not you have to shoot them <laughs> you have to get into a shootout right anyway that was i that think story. some places in america where you know there's nobody's around on the roads and so if you if you roll into a ditch you kill yourself and no one else so it doesn't really matter or like the bars like you know half and you know 30 minutes away so you have to drive and there's no there's no taxis or Mm. and you get in trouble even if you you're drunk in your car like if you if you go in your car and you fall asleep because you're drunk instead of driving home you still get in trouble so you might as well drive home (laughs) that's all the stories that i've heard just seems a lot more casual well, so maybe Simon should move to America is what I'm saying. Maybe he should. Right, Bobby Robson, Gemma. The mystery of Lauren's Everybody man. Everybody loves Bobby. But we, he was he was all right. I'm, I'm not going to say he was great. I know, but the thing is, though, but I he think was less I've seen awful this the week. following word about him many times, which is not the best compliment, but it's the best compliment he's had so far. Tolerable. Yeah, to- that's, that's what the word I've we used ourselves. I've the seen other day. it on the internet. I've seen quite a few people saying he's all right. He's fairly tolerable this week. So um, he's they've, in. They've certainly toned down the the quick fire. This jokes. would have been enough 
time. Yeah, I this think... will be the point at which they had feedback for his initial. Yeah, I think that what what we're seeing this week was probably filmed stop. in beginning of January. I mean, it might it might have been to the tail no, end of beginning next... of Jan. Well, no, they would have got this. Would have be by the time. How many weeks has he been in it now? Well, he's been in it six, six, six or weeks? seven weeks. Yeah, Two. but the, the Christmas holidays, they start filming. So oh, okay. I'm not, so maybe he hasn't had any feedback yet. He, he might not have had any yet. He might have just... They, they either filmed this at the very beginning of this year or the end of the tail end of last year. So we're getting to... Not that it's going to make much difference in terms of scripts. You can't, you know, have all your scripts where scripts. he's been written as a comedian and say, uh-oh, people don't like this well, on the first episode. Maybe, but because a lot of his lines can't... are just pointless, so you could change them. But I think it would be very um, foolhardy to try and make massive changes based on, you know, first episode feedback. Yeah, but you also can't bulldoze your way through and go, oh well, no, people will get used to it. Mm. I we we said it when he first started that this is often if you've got yeah, a character who's like is. this is what the sort of person they're like, they really like to hit you over the like head with it. For the first hey, few viewers, weeks. Hey, you're stupid, aren't you? This guy's funny. You need to be funny. told over and over again. This guy's really, really, really funny and he knows He's it. He's funny. This guy's a ladies, a ladies' man. This one's a, a criminal. Mm. This one's a scallywag. But but this week he was... I mean, there was the odd joke here and there. I'm not saying that... He's still being a sex pest. He's, st- he's still being a bit of a sex pest. And I'm still not finding when he is having jokes that I'm finding them especially he funny. Laughed, I laughed a couple of times at him this week. Yeah, yeah, no, there's been there's yeah, been a few, yeah. but um, I'm I'm still gonna say anyway, it's not not the best hit so to miss ratio. I didn't get, but why... he, he's definitely tolerable, and and I, I I I I almost will say that I've been I've liked him this week. But I know, but on Monday though, they tried to make him tragic, and it I did, that didn't work either. So what's he? What can he be if he's not tragic or comic? Yes, because you know he is the son of Rob Donovan. But this is what I mean. I was like, I don't really care about. I don't really care about this. I'm not. I don't feel sad for him. And he got over it remarkably quickly. Well, they they seem like the whole thing about oh he's Rob's son and Rita hates him that lasted that for about one episode. And the Rita's idea not was like just that anyway. Yeah. The idea was just so that he and Lauren could have something else well, to bond over because her dad is it. also in prison. Right. So Bobby's in the cabin asking for gaming magazines. And he, so there, there aren't very many these days. I don't know, you know, that the Bobby's heard, but in the, back, like, the internet is the place for gamers. Right, so, so he reveals to Rita that he's Rob's son and she's not impressed because he kidnapped her and hit her on the head or something. No, remember. no, 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 he didn't do anything. But he killed, he killed, he killed Tina, Tina. Who's, who's Rita's friend. Yeah. And Beth I mean, comes in. R- Rita did also slap Tina on the same episode, so maybe it's a, maybe it's a bit of guilt creeping tap. in there as well. Beth comes in and realises there's an atmosphere, and then they, Sally and Beth are gossiping about Bobby in the factory, and then Bobby's picking up on this, and he knows something. What I don't even know what he knows about. He told Carla, I think it was, that Rob had told him, or that maybe his mum had told him, I don't oh, know. Oh, it was self-defence. That Tina had attacked Rob in self-defence. No. So attacked Rob, and sorry, and, and Rob then beat her over the head with a, <laughs> with a crowbar in self-defence. Uh, and then she went to hospital and she dressed up like yeah, Lilo from um, Fifth, Fifth Element, Element. And then yeah. she got... I think if if Bobby had seen a picture of Tina McIntyre, he might have realised, hang on a minute, that can't be right. Oh, wouldn't you be interested? Bobby strikes me, he's intelligent and he's inquisitive. He seems like a curious boy. Wouldn't you not have looked this up? Yeah. I would have looked this up. It's not like it was hidden information. 
Anyway, so so he asked. He just Carla, needs to look on Netflix at the moment, doesn't he, and see yeah. our, um, what's that program oh. called? Uh, fool me once. Fool me once. You what a, what a silly program. <laughs> right. Anyways, it was fun. It was fun, but it was very silly. <laughs> um, and lots of things didn't actually matter in the end, did they? No. Right. So um, he's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that my dad would kill somebody in cold blood. Uh, I need to think about this. And then he chats to Lauren later, and they bond over the fact that dads are both wrongins. And she tells him about Reese. And how it's just all tainted, all of her childhood, everything, all of her memories. No wonder I attract terrible men, she says. And he says, her next one will be a good one. He's talking about himself. Yes. Back <laughs> at the flat later, Bobby asks Carla about the murder a bit more. And she's like, I was one of the suspects, actually. I had to film a whole scene where it was me that killed her. It was really good. Um, <laughs> yeah, when, he's, when he was like, Auntie Carla, can you tell me about what happened to Tina? And she's like, hang on, I think I think I've got it on video here. Yeah. Put it in. Oh, no, that's the one that where I me. killed her. <laughs> Let's just do the next one. Oh, no, Rob that would was... Rob like this, I'll tell you that, that funny. Crazy. Get him out of prison. Um, uh, yeah, because this is a bit awkward for Carla, isn't it? Because the reason that she was suspected was because... Tina, the victim, was having an affair with Peter at the time mm. and everyone thought that she did it because she was jealous or Peter did it because he was jealous but it turned out that Rob did it because I forgot why. She knew She, she knew, knew something some that was boring. Oh no, it was to do, he, he'd been doing dodgy yeah, stuff no, with Tracy. It's the, business uh, boring. Boring the, business the, the rubbish. Like, You've been trying to sell Windows 95. Mm. Shut up. Push her over the side. So, um, oh, it must have been tough for you. And she says, I refuse to let his crimes affect how people think of me. And it shouldn't affect how people see you either. Now, this isn't re- th- I, this to me felt like a bit of rewriting of history here. Why? Because nobody looks at her differently because Rob was her brother. They looked at her differently because she was embroiled in this salacious affair whereby she was one of the one of the suspects. Yeah. That, that wasn't why people were giving you side eyes, Carla. It's because we literally thought you did it at one point. <laughs> so what's she saying this for? She's she's acting like she's got some kind of insider knowledge about what, you know, about feeling like you're related to a criminal. No, we thought you were a criminal. You have, you have pushed people down the stairs. <laughs> anyway, on Tuesday, Lauren turns down Bobby's offer of going out tonight. But there's obviously some kind of... Starts t- to properly brew. Um, he Tuesday. catches her outside the tram stop. Day after all. And she's coming back from the library empty-handed because they didn't have any of the course books she wanted. I, I, I'm kind of thinking, is that not also online? I don't think that... I think if you're at university, I think the library's just, like, empty now. I think you I get know. it all, I think you I, get it all I just, online. Well, she can't buy them because she can't afford it. But normally that's what you would do if you're doing English. Mm. Anyway, in the precinct later, Bobby says to Evelyn, can you help me buy all these books? And so she does it, and then he gives her all the books. That had the nice little scene of um, Evelyn coming back with all the books and him getting a bit jokingly flirty with her. I don't like it. I quite like that. It's disrespectful. It was better than him calling her puppy woman. Why have they got this? Why are they trying to make Bobby and Evelyn happen? Leave her alone. Right, so it seems to do the trick, and she gets invited back, and then... Sex pest Bobby turns the thermostat down to make <laughs> Lauren cold so he'll, she'll get under the blanket with him. And we're supposed to think this is charming, not Machiavellian and weird. I, I didn't mind that quite so much. As, as much as I've moaned about him trying to nag her phone number out of her for the past few weeks, I thought that was I, quite a smooth move. It wasn't smooth, it was gross. But I would have preferred it if Lauren had known. That would have been that would have made the scene fine and, and sweet to me. If Lauren had known he was trying to 
pull a fast one but she didn't mind <laughs> it's just can you not see how this is creepy yeah yeah i know i know this is just creepy i think he's kind of realized he's wearing her down he's he, yeah romantic. he's working he's working she's starting to show an interest and he's just speeding the process up okay no <laughs> doesn't matter who you are this is creepy on Wednesday, at the factory, Carla's, like, trying to find out what's going on with twi- between Bobby and Lauren. And he's saying, oh, I'm hopeful. And then he, he can't, can't help but be pervy about it, though. That's the thing. He keeps making pervy comments. Um, and she's like, watch out, because she's got baggage. Why doesn't anyone warn him that she's a white supremacist? Yeah, has that come up in conversation yet? I, can't I think remember. it would be fair no, to mention have this. It must have done. If she's talked she's about, talked her, about dad her dad being, being in, in prison, prison, but she never said why. I don't imagine that he told her why his dad was in prison either. He killed a teenage girl. <laughs> he killed this, he killed soap sexiest female ten years in a row. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, so um, Simon comes to the factory and Bobby's telling him about his evening with with Lauren, and then he brings some flowers to the cafe for her, but it's um, not very impressive compared looks, to the one. It looks like it might have come from Debs. It, another one turns up from someone else who, and she he feels very awkward and leaves and. Uh, she doesn't want this this bouquet that's been sent to her, and um, he he goes off. But they have an awkward encounter later in the street, and Bobby says, "Last night was incredible." And then Lauren's phone's ringing, and she's like, "Leave me alone! I don't want to talk to you. I didn't want your stupid flowers." Then they're past cross again later in speed dial. They do a lot of walking up and down the road. Yeah. Um, and he says, like "They're magnetically drawn to each other." Right. So the universe wants to happen. They're shipping. It's shipping <laughs> Bobby and Lauren. And Turning nothing, down the nothing they can do about it. Right. So he's like, "Oh, I thought you'd be out on your hot date with your the mystery bouquet sender," and he's. She says, "You've got nothing to be jealous about." Um. So they have a bit more of a chat, and he tells her she's special, and she says, "No, I've done some really bad things. I'm not a good person. I wasn't a good person." And Bobby doesn't care. He's like, "I don't care. You're hot." Yeah. That's basically, he says, oh, it's now that counts. That's not, you don't even know anything about it. You just know she looks pretty. <laughs> um, all we can do is try now. I like you. And then she gives him a kiss on the lips. And then the mystery caller comes to her door. We, we oh, think yeah, the, the something fi- dramatic The, the final scene of, was it final scene? Well, final scene for her, yeah, at was, least, on was. Wednesday's episode. It was, was her pottering around in her kitchen, wasn't it? And then uh, and she's making something on the stove. And then she opens the door to somebody and I, I was so hopeful that we would get to find out. Yeah, I know. I, considering that I've been kind of bad-mouthing this story and saying this mystery I'm not in the least bit interested in. Why have they dragged it You're out for lying. so long? You do care. When, when it came to it, that one scene on, on Wednesday's episode, I was like, oh, I want to know who it is. I'm but maybe I bait. just wanted to know so that it yeah, wasn't being held on. over us anymore. Well, that's okay. But, but I was convinced then that we would find out on Friday, but it was like Friday's was like, episode started and that scene out. might as well not have happened. No, because the next time we see her, she's getting the post with a, a gas bill that's over 100 quid. And then she gets a phone call again from this guy. I assume it's a guy. Very Ooh, there's a twist. of me, isn't it? Uh, she says, I told you last night, I don't need your present. I don't need your money. I don't need anything from you. Um... Is it going to be a twist that it's just his, her dad's come out of prison? No, it does not, race. Why? Look, we'll talk, let's get to the end. We'll talk, well, we'll talk Lauren, our theories later. All right. Lauren comes into the cafe later and Bobby says, can you quick go out together? I'll come over to yours. No, she says, come over to mine because mm. I'll be tired. And she says, Roy can have more shifts, but there aren't any. So then we see her 
doing herself up all pretty with her makeup with a video with her phone set up on a on a stand in front of her. Quite liked quite liked her hair today. She looked very cool. Yeah, I know. Lots That's of little really hair bands up there. A little bit Harley Quinn esque. That is very difficult to do so evenly. I don't know how she's managed it. She must have lots of practice. <laughs> this is why she gets the big bucks on Ovids, obviously. Mm. So they Max and Sabrina just let themselves into her house and she's like, Can you go away please? Um and they're like, Oh, why is your ex around again? And she says, Look, I've started an Ovid's account. I've been doing it since I was 17. Ryan found out, kicked me off, but then I'm back again because I'm 18 now. It's I'm not ashamed of it. It's easy money. And then knock at the door and Bobby Bobby turns up. Yeah, he was Lauren supposed to be says, there for tea, but he's coming a bit early because he's dead keen. He's bought noodles. Cajun noodles, what the hell are they? <laughs> what kind of vowel concoction is that? Lauren says, "Get go away, Max and Sabrina. And they're like, we're worried about you. Um... Later on, they've watched the Barbie film, and because this is a, such a great twist, she didn't get it, and Bobby liked it. <laughs> that means he's a good guy. He's not threatened by the clear feminist message of Barbie. <laughs> uh, they have a snog, which... Blah, blah, blah. Um, same with uh, who and Joel and... What's her face? Why Friday? Well, why was all the kissing on Friday? Set you up for a bad weekend, that does. Um... So then the perv, right? They're kissing each other. This is the first time. Like, how long have they known each other? Not that long. Two weeks. Right? This is the yeah, first time they've had a proper kiss. He's he a bit starts of a player. trying to take her top off. And she's like, oh no. And what then a we, player. She's got this massive, massive, horrible looking bruise all over her shoulder. Like it goes all the way mm. down her. She's like she's arm. been properly grabbed hold of and Or like thrown around about. or yeah. something or beaten or something. That was a, that was a surprise. I, I yeah. didn't, I've not seen anything in spoilers about that happening. So she does the dramatic soap thing of standing with her back to him. Yes. Pretending, uh, trying to lie about what's happened. Oh, I fell down the stairs. Just need to pose looking at the camera for the soap mag shot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Bobby doesn't believe her and he heads home and then he catches up with Max and Sabrina and he says what's why were you saying you were worried about her earlier and they kind of they're both cagey to each other about this because they know they each know something that the others doesn't know but they're trying to protect Lauren and not tell her secrets to each other but eventually it comes out because he's asking them about the bruises they're saying about Ovid's then they're talking about the ex is he even real or um, is it Daniel and then um, Max wonders if she's gone from Ovid's online videos to actual sex sex work and people are beating her up there and then they're wondering if Daniel's doing it because he likes throwing people down the stairs. Yeah, I mean, clearly Daniel is going to be the, uh, the, 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 the spotlight of what, suspicion is going to land on him. What red herring that is. I it kind of works in that Max has always, well, for the last couple well, of years, had a bit of a grudge against Daniel, and now he's in because it's happening to his friend. So, but yeah, I think that um, I would that, really appreciate it if um, Max and Daniel's rivalry turned into like a whole entire life thing. As long as those two are on the show, they're Ooh, always... they're the new Ken and Mike. The new Ken and Mike. <laughs> I think that would work really well. I don't, I don't see much as uh, of Max as a Mike Baldwin. Well, that's because he's, a, he's only little. You've okay. got to give him a chance. And he can't be exactly the same, can it? No. I think, <laughs> I think honestly think that Max could be a very good thorn in Daniel's side. Mm. It's about time somebody took him down a peg or two. <laughs> um, okay, right. So, this, this mystery man of Lauren's then... I don't know when it's going to be revealed. Is it going to be next week? Is it going to be next month? But 
for the first time in however long it's been, four months, I've actually kind of started thinking, I, I kind of want to know who it is now. So if you get anyone that you're erring more towards that, I think um, it's possibly them. Possibly, but big mistake if so, random man that we don't know. It can't be. It, you say that. It... You say that. If it, it, they're setting it up as a mystery, it feels like one of those soap mysteries that it's it's got to be somebody that we know. Otherwise, they'd have shown him by now. Well. I, I, I cannot believe that it's going to be, be nobody. Better not be. No. Um, Which you know, means... Go on. Lots of people wonder Joel. I've wondered Joel myself. Joel really seems to be prime suspect but online then, at the moment. His, he's already had this mystery woman... So who's this mystery woman? This Emily? Yeah. Um, I yeah, think, he's been quiet. I think it's clearly his ex-wife who's turned up um, to get to get him to agree to something that he doesn't want to agree with, or separate, or get back together, or or some you know there's some kind of divorce drama, separation drama there. But why are people? I, I don't know whether it's anything that I would have suspected myself that it was Joel. It seems like the, the biggest evidence that people have got online is. He's not done anything else of interest yeah. recently, he's so very, clearly that's what... He's almost aggressively bland. Like, they're trying to make you not mm. think he's we, up we to had, no good. We had the, the, the couple of appearances from Joel Today's episode where he's not been on the scene so much for Dee Dee and she was starting to worry that he's gone off her. And it would, I guess, make sense if he's been tied up with whatever... It, no, with whatever oh, he's okay. doing with, know, but with Lauren. Maybe he's split up with Emily because he has been frequenting yeah ovids yeah. operators uh, it it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me i think that he's he's probably still my number one suspect i think it's not i've got joel. no not very much evidence other than the the whole he's not done much else i think it's not joel and i think that once we find out what the story is with emily we'll be like oh that is reasonable he is in he is being wronged by emily she's just a crazy woman you know what I mean? Like once all this, once it all comes out, I think Didi be like, oh, "Okay, Joel, I understand. I'm sorry, I have doubted you," and he'll be like, "Great." Mm. I, I, it's I, I, so boring. Um, I personally think it's Nathan. Do you? This is another one that I've seen people suggesting online, and I don't know where they're getting it from. Because he's a but... nasty man. He's a so, groomer. He Na- likes girls who can do Na- their hair Nathan, on videos. Nathan the groomer. Oh, yes, he did, didn't he? Yeah. He was the guy that owned the, uh, the, the shop. Salon. Yeah. And he was... A- because that's you know because Bethany's back on the scene, so that mm. kind of makes sense. It it there, there's lots of pieces that are kind of lining up that it would make sense if it was him. Because we know he's physically violent to women. Yeah. And none of these other suspects have kind of like it would have to be a real about turn in their in their characters. Like Joel, that would come Joel's out of nowhere. Joel's still a blank slate. But if they would... were to put this on Joel, we'd say okay, that's what he's like. Yeah, but know, if but it turns shocking, out that it's though, Nathan, we go oh yes, of course, that may, of course we should have seen it. Well, we people have. I've seen it. I don't know how long he was put away for because he was jailed in what 2018, I think. Well, yeah, I can't he, remember. All he did what... was groom a bunch of women and abuse them. <laughs> and break... That's fine. You can do that. To women. I don't. I don't know what his sentence Crimes was against at women, all. But whatever. He... Just, just wrap them on the knuckles and I... tell them not to do it again. 
It, it could be her. You're right. The, the fact that Bethany is on the scene would tie it all neatly together. The fact that Lauren works with Shona in the cafe as well, and because Shona was involved with Nathan at the beginning, wasn't she? That's how we first got to know scum. her because she was she was escaping from him. Um, I, I mean, it, it's possible that Joel and Nathan are you know in the ring together, maybe. You know, doing what. Getting the girls. Beating up women. You don't need to make a team, a boy band, to do that. No, but it it still could be both of them. Men don't normally team up to do that. Well, they did because before, I mean, Nathan had... Yeah, that's um, a grooming gang. That's different, though. Yeah, no, but maybe they were were a grooming gang together. Because who was... What was the the other guy? Um, uh, The evil policeman. Yeah, Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's Neil. Yeah, Neil. So I wonder whether Joel is, is like the Neil of this. Oh, yeah, the respectable face yeah. that gets them out of everything. The crooked front man. Yeah, exactly. He greases his Well, this is the thing. The fact that, that he's a solicitor... Makes him do, evil. Do you remember when we found out that Neil was part of the gang? Or no, no, sorry. No, it wasn't that way around. It was we found out that he was a policeman, didn't we? Yeah. We, we knew that he was part of the gang. Yeah. And then when it was like, oh, my gosh, he's a police officer... So I guess that it could be the other way around here mm. if if it turns out that somewhat on so supposed on the level solicitor Joel is actually a massive perv. Well, I mean, it comes up later that we talk about with Dee Dee and Joel when Dee Dee's like, um, no sex before marriage, please. And he's like, that's okay. I think you're really cool. That's a really cool choice that you're making. But but he's probably thinking, that's cool, I don't mind, I've got a grooming gang, I don't need yeah, exactly, sex with exactly. you, I can have sex with anyone. <laughs> the other suspects that have been put online don't seem as right to me. Like, some people I've seen are saying, is it Aaron? No, um, it's I... not in his wheelhouse. No, it's not. That's it's not his not. playbook. It, it... it was a completely different sort of Yeah, I, I don't think that the less... I, as much as Aaron... He still didn't admit what he'd done to Amy when he left. I no. don't think that he those then you know went away and was like, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna brew on this." In see, fact, I think I will stay down the the, the villainous route yeah, yeah. and I'm gonna make myself even see, worse and pervier. If it was Aaron, I think it would undermine the message that Corey was trying to send, which was consent. The the story about consent and that you know it could be anybody that does this. And if it turns out he's actually just an evil serial rapist groomer, Mm. he beats women up, it'll be like, well, of course, you know, it was only a matter of time. Whereas you're supposed to think with Aaron's story, like, oh, under what circumstances does a monster get created? Mm. I mean, there's also the fact that having still been following James Craven on on Instagram in the past year, he just seems to have been going around the world and having photos taken of him in in swanky locations. So good good for him. Um, uh, Some people have said, could it be um, Rob? Because this is the other thing, like we we didn't we didn't mention before with with the Bobby story. Is there a chance that Rob is going to be back in the show? Everyone really, really wants to have Rob back. Um, I can't necessarily see it happening, and I I don't see him as being the sort of person that would get involved with young girls like this. He only accidentally killed Tina. He was a bit of a ducker and a diver, and he he stole Carla's fabric once, and he was he was getting the the knockoff stop stock for the for the uh, bargain shop, but. Michael, I heard that actually it wasn't Rob that killed Tina. It was a terminally ill man with cancer. Oh, yes. And he's been killing people 
on Coronation Street. Oh, John. For years. <laughs> and he's also the pusher. He's the full guy for everyone. Yeah. He's the Manchester pusher. So I don't think it's him. Um, I've seen somebody say, like, is it Tommy Orpington? And is he, is he going to be brought in and made into a... Clearly not. I think that what we're seeing... He's definitely got a good chin for being a, an evil murdering rapist. I think that what we're seeing of, <laughs> of Tommy so far is that he's a genuinely a, nice a guy. Yeah. yeah. So he really, just likes a pint and football. I, I don't know who else it could be, which means that Nathan and Joel seem to be the, the most obvious suspects. Well, Nathan is a massive stretch because we've had absolutely no clues that he's coming back into the show. There's not been any, as far as I've seen, and I do try to avoid it, but I think I probably would have seen, because I've been interested in reading threads about people's theories, and I probably would have seen somebody said, oh, it's all right. So in, I can't remember what the actor's name who played him now, but he's been seen around the set. So if, if it is him, they've been doing a very, very good job of keeping it quiet. So maybe it's more likely to be Joel is going to come out of nowhere. But then it's... Yeah. If it's someone be, on the cast already, yeah. then it's not like It's very got surprising. to be. I refuse to believe that this mystery has been set up for who is the mystery man. It's oh, it's new character. Know. But also, so she's... Is she Griff's daughter? She's Griff's daughter. Or, Who? Laura. No, no, she's, she's Reese. um, Reese's daughter. Yeah. Griff's not going to get out, that's for sure. Not not Griff, can't be Griff. He but only got... what about one of the, um, what's it called? Um, racist gang. Well, one, of, one of the racists, because she did insinuate that she was passed around... Mm. And also her mum's boyfriend too. We don't know who that is. We ha- we don't we haven't met him, yeah. but he's been established as a. Um, it as just a, as a possibility. Watching one. it, it feels like one of these mysteries that that it's going to be a surprise. Otherwise, they would have told us by now. And mm. I, and there's there aren't very many people that it could be. So. If it was Nathan, would you be interested in that story rearing its head again? Or would it feel... I'm kind of going back and forth because it was a really great story. But I don't know whether it would be a bit like... trying to Ian McLeod trying to say, well, people love that in, in Kate Oates's tenure. Let's, let's have a piece of that. Rather than coming up with something new and original, he's just stealing someone else's ideas. It's not so. stealing ideas; it's part of Corey's history. It would make it would make sense, and it gives Bethany something else to do. Gives Dan- Daniel something to pine about. Daisy's all angsty. I don't know whether it would, um, you know, sour the legacy of that story. I don't know whether it's got much of a legacy. I mean, everybody was singing its praises. Well, we when loved it, was it when it was on, on, but it's not seemed to have. Caught. It's, it doesn't feel like it's gone down in the in the ages of one of Corrie's yeah, great stories. Has but this it? is the problem with the, the you know six episodes a week a week and everything's you know push 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 big 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 big. You can't like oh wow a, a grooming story. So what we've had you know we've got a kid tried to kill himself this week mm. a child. Yeah. So whatever. Mm. What what's next? Yeah. In um, fact, na- you know Nathan's small fry these days. I'm it's not even Canadian. So. <laughs> um, so are you? Are you? Are you shipping Bobby and Lauren yet? No. I know that, but he he has been better, hasn't he? He's been he's been, you know, still a little bit pervy. But I think that they've done the thing that Corey liked to do, which is try and make it look a bit sweet. Like they did it with Nina and Seb. They did it with Ardy and and uh, uh, R. Kelly. 
and I'm feeling a similar kind of vibe because there's nothing like super saucy about it. They haven't, you know, an innocent snuggle under the you tried duvet. To take top off. I know, I know, but it feels Being like very they're, forward. They're they're trying to show, give them a bit of a relationship, and Didi would and slap him. She she needs somebody who's, um, you know, I think, look after her. Yeah, he's not he's not uh, dangerous. Yeah, he he is completely undangerous, and I think that in many ways he could be right for her. I, I just, I, because I'm not massive fans of either characters, it's difficult for me to get really invested in it. But I have surprised myself this week by how much I've been willing to champion them a slight what, amount. What I guess That's I don't about, about as far as I can go. really like about it is that she doesn't seem to have the same sense of humour as he, he like she can She laughs at his jokes, but she's not. she can't do banter with him. No, if you're they right. bantered, I'd be like, "Yeah, okay, I can see this going somewhere." But I, ugh, just him. she's she's still just kind of miserable. Yeah, and he's there to cheer her up. I don't know why she's miserable. Of course, mm. cheer up, love. It might never happen. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't endear me to her though. No, or the other way around. Sorry. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, well, we'll anyway. see. We'll see. Um, okay. Um, Let's uh, let's move on. The Paul story. Now, this this was unsurprisingly the highlight for me, especially the Valentine's Day episode with the uh, with the barbershop quartet, which is lovely. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> um, so, do you? Is, it, is this you or is this me? I've lost track of who was in the synopsis in for the last. Uh, hang on a minute. I did. I no. I'm. Is I, this back to me again? Oh, I don't know. Hang on a minute. Let's just have a quick scroll to the top <laughs> of our massive notes document. Right, so uh, I did... Yes, this is me. Okay. This is me. I'm talking about Billy and Paul and um, what's Go going on, on with you them this week. Go on, then. You get to do Billy. It's fair, is it? Well, this we is... might be getting rid of Summer, Gemma. This is taking a long she's, time. She's got a brown envelope. It's from Boston Common University. Mm. And, um, you know, I wouldn't want to go to a no. university if I was if it was common. No, but... I want to go to Boston Posh <laughs> University. University. <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, so she's been headhunted because every, they've heard over in Boston that she's a real smart she's cookie, a great, yeah. and they want her to go and she study whatever it is that she's learning over there. I know her accent's not very thick, but some Americans do struggle with Northern accents. I cannot imagine the, how many times a Boston, a Bostonian and a Northerner would have to say that, say what they're trying to say to each other. <laughs> Because they both have very thick accents, I don't think are, are widely understood by people outside of those areas, are they? Like, not. I mean, obviously, northern accents is you can understand, but there are. I've definitely read on forums Americans and Canadians and other people going, "I don't know what they're saying." I have to put on subtitles, which honestly, I couldn't believe it when I read that. I thought they were joking, but mm. some people can't understand the accent. I don't think Boston's famous for being quite easy to understand. Boston. Park your car in the yard. <laughs> anyway, so um, <laughs> I'm really good at it. If she wants any help, I'll be able to. I'll be able to help her integrate with the natives. <laughs> she can build herself a robot that translates for. Her. She's excellent at that. Um, that we saw. But I've got. I'm worried about Summer's robot. We we have got yeah. a wide shot of the flat, and it's it's teetering over the edge of that shelf. It's about. I'm to worried chop. that it's about to jump. Honestly, yeah. mm-hmm. um, so. Um, Billy, um, meanwhile, has decided he wants to do something nice for Valentine's Day, and he enlists Summer's help to why make a few is, ideas Why together. are Billy and Summer obsessed with doing something nice for Paul that involves a secret that they don't tell him about that's kind of 
dangerously outside of his ability to be able to do it. It worked out all right in the end for this, but this isn't the first time they've tried to do this with him. Yeah, but I mean, we, we get more of that on the, the Tuesday episode. I'm just going to say... why he's being so nice to him all the time. If I'm, gonna, if I'm dying of some horrible thing, I don't want surprises. Okay. Might finish you off. Unless it's surprise! It's not terminal. <laughs> um, so... Uh, Billy points out to Summer later that she's been a little bit down, a little bit more miserable than usual recently. And this is when she tells him that she's been offered a semester at Boston Common University. Ooh, very, very tough decision, she says, because, like, clearly I want to go there. Ooh, what a great opportunity that would be. But on the other hand, kind of want to stay here for Paul. Um, He's got six months to live, and that was six months ago. Yeah, like, time's running out. Um, And Billy's like, well... I don't think I could. Just saying, Summer. I know, he's like, I'm not telling you what to do, but I could never live with myself. I could definitely not um, move away I've got so many right questions now. about this. Why did they, out of the blue, offer her this? I don't know. Surely she applied for it, because she's not that great to get headhunted. She she screwed up her exam. She, like, fainted. She fainted in her exams and wrote and tried to cheat. Yeah, she Nobody's tried to poaching her. I know. What is going on here? Was it like, is this like a, a university of thieves and liars or something? They're trying to get her to teach. She's going to she's gonna be a professor there for a semester, a guest professor. Right. Yeah. Also, what? how long is the semester? Like three months? Yeah. Go later. Why are they asking her? In, why are they asking her now? Not gonna, it's not going to start till October, it, is it? It sounds a little bit unusually out of the blue, but hey, maybe we're just bitter because we were never headhunted by an also, American university. It's probably they're just trying to get them their money in, like Boston. Like you have to pay in America, don't you? Mm. When they she gets there, like oh, I've come for my cause, they're like, yes, that's a hundred thousand dollars, please. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, that's kind of it for that episode. And what Paul. is she? Here's my question. Sorry, what is she studying? I don't. I really can't remember. It's bad as I don't know what she's learning. I don't know what she's reading. Um, Paul finds out that he's got a special Valentine's Day surprise coming his way at the end of the episode. So Tuesday. So this is Valentine's Day. Um, these two definitely had the sweetest story for Valentine's week. But um, Billy's kind of still got his bad back and he's popping painkillers. But he wants this to be the... Hashtag best day ever for Paul, so he's not going to let his back kind of get him down. You said, um, and, uh, is Billy going to end up taking Paul's medication to try? Oh, yeah. And, I mean, it's not for bad backs, is it? It's... No, but I wondered if he might take it because he thought it might work and he might overdose and die. Unlikely. But, but that's just my that's just my. Musings. This, this bad back thing has got to be going there on a bit, for a it? reason. I know, but I've got a bad back, and I'm I'm really. You're not just doing it for the drama. No, Sometimes but I'm appreciating it. I'm like, yeah, that's right, Billy. My back still does hurt. Yeah, <laughs> you don't just forget about it. So, um, Billy's first surprise for Paul is that he's got him a motorbike with a sidecar, and they go on a little jolly trip down Trafford Wharf Road. <laughs> Billy up there clinging to the back of it, going, "All me back, all me back, all the way there." Paul's having a lovely time. They they stop off at the precinct, which Somehow. so yeah. I, 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 I'm not sure about the route that they took, no. but they had a very long drive to get to the precinct, which we're led to believe <laughs> is just round the corner. And then they kind of what happens? Billy gets off, and then they get back on again and drive off. It felt like a bit of a redundant scene, really. But anyway, they've all got to Rosamond Street all in one piece. I thought that was quite nice. It was nice he got to do it in the end after he wanted to, and they yeah, tried to the, set up the other month. Um, yeah, but basically, Billy is very, very worse for wear by the time they arrive. Um, there's what else is there? Billy oh, gets the, annoyed. 
Does he? Snaps. Oh yeah. Because he's um he's, in pain and his his boyfriend's dying. Yeah. Husband, yeah. sorry. I've seen a lot of people saying that Billy's been in Mardi Cow and snappy bitch face. Um but he's I think he's completely uh underst- it's completely understandable. Yeah. Everything that he's feeling. It's it's not just Paul's going through it and he's trying not to show it to Paul, but other people Billy's got no no patience or time to mask his emotions for other people. Mm-hmm. He's really trying to keep it together for Summer and Paul. Yeah. I liked, um, I found, I uh, enjoyed the little callback that we got to Dennis Stringer in that scene as well, because he had George mooning over the uh, motorbike, wasn't he? And he was like, oh, I wanted to get a motorbike. I don't really see him as a motorbike person, but never mind. He's like, oh, my eyelash wouldn't like it. I'd, that really winds me up every time we call Eileen's eyelash. Yeah, I find it annoying as well. Mm. But he's like, oh, you would never let me ride, a, she, Eileen would never let me ride a motorbike because one of her, she had a fella who was a biker and he ended up um, right coming a tree. cropper. Yeah. Um, anyway. well, that's how it ends up most of the time. Um, so we get a little bit more about Summer and her letter. Billy saying, look, you need to be careful. Um, I, I don't know whether this is the best idea. She says, well, you also need to be careful because you've got a bad back. If you need help, <laughs> ask for it. Come on, Billy, come on. And Billy's um, like, you know that if you go to America, you've got to change all your money to dollars. Yeah. It's not worth it. <laughs> so, Don't um, go. bistro time later. And um, this is where we meet this, uh, this oh, guy. We're supposed to hate this guy, but we didn't, do did we? So he was funny. great. <laughs> this mad lad, wasn't he? He somebody was a proper that, mad lad. Somebody who knew uh, Paul from school. Just having a time. What, they're on a they're on a, stag for some night reason, they're on a stag night, snag do during Valentine's Day. Yeah. Going go to the bistro and he was there his, with his Hawaiian top and he was just saying, yeah. oh, Paul, oh, you got MS, have you? M- sorry, MND, sorry, have you? God, sucks to be used. <laughs> he was kind of... He was jovial. He was jovial about it. it and I think that temporarily day. Paul forgot that he's also been taking it in rather good humour. That's the whole point yeah, of the no. story. <laughs> the thing is, he was saying mean things in a non-mean-spirited way, if that makes sense. Yeah, if you were, if you were in the kind of mood to take offence by what this yes. guy was saying, you probably very, very easily could and... Billy was certainly in that mood because wanna, he had a bad back. I want to give this guy props, this sort of obviously, obviously lad of the town, blokey bloke, for knowing what MND was. Because if someone said to me before this story, I've got MND, I'd be like, oh, okay. Sly Google and on then, your yeah, phone. I've got to go but to the toilet. we're informed. And Google it. <laughs> I thought this guy was great. He was just like proper charming and I kind of want him back again. He had that mank humour, didn't he? I don't think there's any chance whatsoever that we're going to be able to see Paul's Stars of again. Tomorrow Today. This was, this guy was a breath of fresh air. Yeah, he was cool. But then he gets punched in the face by, by, the uh, by Billy. because um uh, Archdeacon. Yeah, no less. Well, he does make fun of yeah so he was a bit mean at that point yeah yeah well he billy's got this barbershop quartet turn up and they're crooning away and the guy comes over and starts kind of pulling paul out of his chair and making him do little dances with his arms and everything he's just ladding out the situation that's not appropriate it's not but it's just bants i don't think he (laughs) he'd have known i don't think he really knows what mnd is maybe i gave him too much credit Mm. I think he was... I mean, what are you supposed he to was, do? He was, you know, he'd had a bit to drink. Somebody says you've got M&D and you don't know what it is. What do you do then? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Do you, do you say, what is it? And then bum everyone out? <laughs> but anyway, um, Paul, uh, Paul's uh, a bit uncomfortable by how this, yeah, this mad lad is treating it. him. And so That's the Billy goes and pushes him out of the way and punches him in the face. 
because it's been only a few and weeks since like, the last one. You've ruined everything. You've ruined the barbershop quartet. How could John going to have to call the police now? Um, it's maybe a bit of an overreaction. I don't Paul's know. Paul's not impressed. They have to go home. Yeah, and um, he's... We have yeah. This is when we had Dee Dee just happened to turn up, and then the police got, just happened to turn up afterwards and saying, "Sorry, Mister Mayor, are you going to have to come down the police station?" I'm a lawyer, says Dee Dee. I just happened to be here. I oh, don't worry, I'll represent you. Um, but basically, um, <laughs> he gets away with it if he apologises. So yeah. you you punch someone in the face, you just got to say sorry, and then the police will but be this is the so- happy with I'd this. Like, they- we're too, we've got too many other things we're dealing with at the moment. We got um, there's some piece missing in the Cluedo set. Now what was it? I don't know who did it, we but got, we're going to get to the bottom of it. We by got the end Simon of the day. Barlow that's been driving drunk. We, we got, got some guy, guy that supposedly murdered Natasha Blakeman a couple of years ago. We ain't got time for this. No. We've got some woman phoning us up about the kid being bullied at school. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Just say sorry. No, but this is what I think the police should do more of. What? I don't know if, or how much they do this. Restorative justice. Well, just say, look, can you just say sorry? Would that, would that be alright with that? Just yeah? shake hands, Just man. say, just stop, just leave each other alone. <laughs> like it's cool, right? Just leave each other alone because you're winding each other up. You say sorry, you say sorry, that's it. You're friends now. Right, everyone go home. Yeah. I'd rather have that than people being put in prison or fined or go to court. It's all sorted out. Billy's not a serial criminal, is he? No, I but, mean, but equally, this this guy, and a drug addict. It it was described. It was described as being like an ableist hate crime. What this man was doing, and I think I that's know. taking a little bit far. Well, I, I don't, don't know. understand how um, they define he, it, but he they were. It was. Um, he wasn't doing it. It, well, it to me know. didn't feel like he was doing it mean spiritedly. The thing about hate crimes, I think he was just ignorant. Is that you have to be inside the person's head a lot of the time, unless they're literally saying, "I'm doing this to you because I hate you because you're in a wheelchair," which it, most I, people I did not get that's that not how that. they mostly happen, is it? Mm. A lot of it is the target of the the person. If you reasonably assume that that they were only targeted because of a protected characteristic, but you have to be inside someone's head to know that, which I think is a bit dangerous. Mm. Do you not think that's a bit weird yeah, and sinister? Like the 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 um. You know the the motivation is at the end of the day the same thing happened. Mm, mm. Um, so the fact we... that the fact that misogyny like he- violence towards women and misogyny would never be a hate crime because it's so ubiquitous makes me think that well if that can't happen I don't understand. Would you be okay with with it if men just said sorry to women? Sorry, all right, okay. <laughs> well, do you uh, see but, what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. It's cl- clearly loads of that is mo- motivated by hatred towards women. So what's the difference then? <laughs> well, I don't know what the difference is. Um, right, so back at the flat, we get a couple of heavy scenes with uh, with Paul and Billy. Basically, Paul, Billy just saying, God, my back really hurts. Yeah, I'm struggling. I'm really struggling. I can't deal with this anymore. Summer's turned down the chance to study in America, by the way, Paul. And Paul's like, why, the- why haven't you told me about this? Start treating me like I'm your husband. Come on, I'm still here. I'm still breathing. Unburden yourself on me if if you if you're going through such a tough time at the moment. Uh, this is what I am yeah, here for. I'm not. Me. Yeah. Yes, you're doing a great job looking after me, but I'm supposed to be looking after you as, as yeah, much as I can. Yeah, let him do it for what he can. Um, so he starts to realise as this conversation goes on that Billy's been organising all these lovely. Um, events for him recently because he's basically trying to put him off taking those death pills. He's, so he, he says, oh, you've been killing yourself to keep me alive. And uh, 
I yeah, don't need yeah. you Billy's, to pity Billy's, me. Billy's concerned that Paul's enjoyment of life is the only thing keeping him alive. Mm. So he's trying to make sure that he always enjoys himself, which is such a neurotically scary and anxiety fueled way to live. Like as soon as my husband stops having a nice time, he's going to kill himself. I have to make sure that doesn't happen. Mm. And I can see how he's got himself into that situation, but what a, what a tragic thought to have. Yeah. He just starts blubbing away, doesn't he, does Billy? Poor and he's boy. like, oh, I, you know, I, I'm just doing the best I can. Don't hate me. And um, he, he's he's utterly inconsolable by yeah. the end of the episode. Um, but it felt like the story just kind of faltered a little bit after there. We got we got a bit of it on Wednesday, but the the amount that that Billy was falling to bits at the end of Tuesday, he's kind of picked him up, picked himself up quite quite neatly up by Wednesday. Um, <laughs> and he's like, sorry for ruining the day. Um, I've got an idea of how to make it up to you, though. Paul says he's booked him a last-minute physio appointment. Hooray. So he's going to get his back sorted out. Um, we just see a bit of loose ends tying up. Summer gets told she really should bog off to Boston. Uh, Paul's like, I don't really want you to go. And Summer says, no, 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 I want to spend as much time with you as I can do. Um, just think about they, it, Summer, Is she says going Paul. or not? Um, we don't know, do we? I don't think by the end of it... No, I don't. I don't think that we that we find out what what happens, um, but, but but we do know that Paul and Billy end up the week having another bonk on the sofa. That's why they want to get rid of Summer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> think um, about all the yeah. Think about all the dead you have to do all over the flat. Why can't Summer just wait? I would be able to enjoy myself if I was in America. No, knowing I... that my. Um, my stepdad was gonna die at any moment. If they if they want him that if they want her that much, surely they can wait. Surely they'll understand if you write and say, Listen, I know this isn't um the X Factor, but I do have a sob story for you if you mm. would like to take the time to read it. They, of course they would defer her. Yeah. And if she really wants to go to America, she, that's not the only opportunity. She could do like a summer camp. I was obsessed with that when I was um, when I was at school. I really, really wanted to go to be a summer camp counsellor. Yeah, yeah they, I had all these brochures, I really wanted to do it. Yeah. What happened there then? Didn't have any money. <laughs> um, but I, I still wonder whether she is going to go because she's I think she not really had a huge part in this story, has she? There's been quite a lot of Billy and Paul and scenes where we think, why why isn't Summer? What's Summer doing? What's her thoughts about this? What's How is she involved in it? And it's been nothing. And I, think... I wonder whether this is a whole, you're right, we really don't know what to do with Summer here. Let's get her out of the picture so that we can just focus on Billy and Paul and not have to worry about how to yeah. write her into yeah. it. I think the focus, if it was just on Billy and Paul, it would not lose anything. Like having Summer there doesn't add anything to it. If they want the actress to have a reason why she's not there, maybe she's got something to do. I don't know what she's up to. She could have something. She could yeah, no, I, I don't know. Um, but I would not be surprised if she didn't go and miss Paul's death. Mm. Because um, I think it works better if it's just those two. Yeah, I mean, we've also got Bernie. Yeah, um, that's true. We don't need Summer. And also you got, you know, the periphery, you got Dee Dee, you got David and a few yeah, others. I just more I, I don't think that the story is made any better by Summer being there. So maybe the yeah, maybe the showrunners have realised this as well and they're gonna ship her off. I don't know. Um And it obviously adds a little bit more tragic drama decision making. Oh sad. Maybe she'll come back with a Boston accent. Sure sound can. like um what's his one? What's his name that Marky Mark who beat up 
Don't know who you're talking about. The notorious racist and film star. Lauren. Mark Wahlberg. Ah. Uh. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, you deleted um, the nickname for that they came up with, Loza, Loza and... Oh, I just deleted it because I put it in the wrong yeah, place. Loza and Bozza. Yeah, I said that they should be called Bodger and Badger. <laughs> Lauren's the Bodger because she can't do anything right. and um, she is, He's the Badger because he's Badger he's a, in he's her. He's a sex pest. Yeah. Um, right, Bethany's story. And if you story. don't know what Bodger and Badger is, children, look it Shame up. Shame on you. Right, let's go. Bethany's story, what's she been up to this week? We're still playing through this at a quite decent rate considering we've there had are an extra, extra episode. Episodes, yeah. Um, as the day is dawning, early in the morning, Bethany has got to tell Daisy about the article. And Daniel oh, yeah. tell, calls Her chit-chat article, Bethany his, his girlfriend, mm. and they call it the G-bomb. That's what that's what we call you, isn't it? That's what... Yeah, I've um, <laughs> heard that before. Yeah. Um, Bethany sees Daisy in the street and says, invites her for a coffee, and they say, so they sit down, and Daisy's like, what the hell am I doing here? What do you want? very wary and Bethany says oh we don't need to be enemies I don't want there to be an atmosphere and um, then she starts being weird and saying oh I don't need to upset things with Bertie like sorry excuse me uh, woman you don't know Bertie what are you talking about the last time Bertie knew who you were you were shagging his his um, dead mum dead mum's boy husband <laughs> why are you in his life that's so creepy and weird yeah don't don't bring the child into this it's not your it's neither of your child's Shut up. That was a weird thing to say. That was really manipulative. Mm. And then Daisy's like, okay, tr- well, if you want a truth, fine. And then and then for the second time in like a week, Bethany leaves her phone on the table and somebody reads it. What is it with this woman? She's supposed to be an undercover journalist cracking cases and stuff. She can't even keep her own phone private. <laughs> um, so she sees the message from Daniel saying, well done for being the bigger person. And Daisy realises that this is just about Bethany trying to suck up to Daniel and make herself look like a good person. And then so then, then they have another argument. And then uh, Daisy storms out. De- Bethany catches her in the street and says, oh, I'm sorry. Um, Bernie sees them. And then she tries to like be the peacemaker and so they agreed to try again I thought that was a bit weird mm. um, if I was Benny I'd just enjoy the drama <laughs> so they go to the bistro for cocktails and then Daisy says I don't blame you for taking shots at me for what I did to Daniel it was pretty rubbish and Bethany's like oh tell me more <laughs> tell me about Ryan is there any chance of a reunion and Daisy's like I don't know if he's coming back I thought he'd left for Edinburgh you know and he's not in the show anymore but maybe he'll maybe he's just around the corner um, they went through so we went through so much together, but it seems tainted, and I want to move on, and I don't want people to talk about my love life. And Bethany's like, "Oh, that's awkward." Yeah, because about to have a magazine published all about it. I must stop this immediately. So she goes home and she tells Daniel, "We can't publish this article." And then she gets the um the email from the magazine, and they're like, "Uh, right, we've punched this up a bit. It was a bit bland, so we've made it a bit more sexy and salacious." Can you just have a look at it, please? And she's like, no, you have to take, you have to pull it. I, I won't let you print it. And they're like, but we've sent you the money now. So <laughs> I, 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 I think, you know, the, the lay viewer would be like, yeah, that, that seems like on of the course, level to me. Of course, that was, that's what happened. But as somebody with their finger on the pulse of the publishing no, industry, No, of course you don't get you paid are. before it's published. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the money hasn't been generated from the, the article. Also, the person who's, 
paying you is not the person who's on the phone to you telling you about the article like i don't i don't sit there every friday and write people checks for the magazine there's a called there's an accounting department that does that i didn't they would i would i don't know when people get paid i didn't particularly buy the idea that days that bethany would have been sent the edited no, version you don't. as well no, I don't. like I, she she thinks that she's this great journalist but she's literally doing something that this magazine seems to be just based on reader submissions. Yeah. yeah. Well, they send in, send in your article about the salacious thing that's happened in your life and we'll bung you 50 quid. This basically smacks me of someone's grandma saying, oh yeah, my my granddaughter, Bethany, she's she's a writer. She, she's a writer. she was in chats. She got 50 pounds. You say, can you show it to me? And then it's like the reader's letter going, I'm complaining about the bin collection in your local council and you got paid £50 for being the star letter of the week. Hmm. That's what it, that's the equivalent here of what she's doing. Yeah. It's... it's and, But yet she seems to be so poor and this one article is going to set gonna, her straight. Like, she's been working on this, this one... Art- since Since she has returned to the street, what, five weeks ago? She's not had a single article published has she she's been working on this one thing that yeah. seems like it's going to dig her out of and a hole and she just thought of it the other day yeah like come and on you need to start churning properly. them out lass she didn't even write it properly no shocking I've got so many things to say about this story but I'm, am I still reading this yeah 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 it's just nonsense um, I, fa- I, fa- I didn't I wasn't particularly inspired by this again th- but this is again I know that there's a limit to what they can really do here with this story, with with Bethany's character. But it's, it feels very much, again, like, we're being told that Bethany's a great writer, and what do we see of it? Yeah, nothing. No, just her telling us, and everyone else saying mm. that she's a great writer. On Tuesday, Daniel's, Daniel's like, reveals... Um, Bethany reveals to Daniel that the article's not... Uh, not being edited back to how she wrote it because she wrote it like a boring idiot. Um, and Daniel's really mad about it. And then they have they calm down later and have a chat. And she says... Um, she decides she's not going to tell Ryan and Daisy. Right, she's kind of hoping that they're not going to... And hope they don't notice. To, to notice that's not going to happen, is it? Well, of course not, because this is Coronation Street. But in real life, unless they're reading all these crappy magazines... I suppose everyone likes chit-chat on this show, though, don't they? Mm. Bethany comes into the pub later, and Daisy says, I'm glad we cleared the air yesterday. Feels like a weight's been lifted. And Bethany's like, yeah, me me too. <laughs> um, Bethany's a coward. I mean, you know... It's the, da- the whole point of this is just to to make Bethany cause Bethany more problems and make uh, her a coward and cause tension and stuff. So and, and seemingly it's, it's like making Daniel look and bad it, as again, well. And yeah, no, nobody cares about how how this magazine industry works. It doesn't help anybody to be realistic about it. So I guess. Mm. I mean, I don't know what's more stupid: the fact that she was worrying about fifty words, or the fact that they paid her the instant they received the word document before they'd even actually finalized the piece they haven't laid it up or anything or put it into design they've just rewritten it why are they paying her <laughs> if i have to rewrite it that much i'm not paying you yeah um okay next they, they, they are still just waiting for something to get me really interested in this story but as it stands the characters in it just aren't aren't particularly gripping me it feels like it's the the 
the, mm. the, the dregs of the big story last year, you yeah. know? And I still like... just can't see Bethany as a reasonable partner for Daniel. No, no. Um, right, Tommy Orpinson then. Um, not not a whole lot. We, we find out that um, Tracy has got a very um, cheesy uh, Roses of Red whatever Valentine's card from Steve. Um, but at least he got her something because Tracy didn't even get Steve anything for Valentine's Day because clearly her oh. head is on Tommy Orpington. Uh, we start oh, to what? see... Mm, we get to see um, the beginnings of the new look florist oh, yeah, this I'm week, don't it. we? I'm liking it. Um, I mean, it's early days, but he's been painting it pink. So I don't know whether Different it's going to be that much pink. different than it was before. Um, but yeah, he's... Basically, he's just like attracting the attentions of Mary. He's... They're, they're still talking about Toya. Toya's moved on. She's got weddings to organise this now. week. She didn't care about Tommy Orpington for whatever reason. But um, Tracy is just made to feel a little bit jealous by all this chat about, oh, you know, is Toya, Toya still interested in me? And yeah, yeah, basically. Um, and she, she also gets threatened when uh, Tommy Orpington pays attention to Mary. Yeah, yeah, on, that, on today's episode, there, there, there wasn't, there wasn't much story going on here, really, was there? I'm kind of looking through the notes that I made, and it, it all just seems to be summed up with Tracy still pining for Tommy Orpington. He's got no Seeming desire to to get back to with her, but he enjoys winding her up. Um, so she tries to seduce him into the office, and he won't go. Yeah, and um, and but he he is seduced by Steve, who wants to take him to the pub because that's a uh, tastier alternative for lunch than he- Mary's green sandwich that she's bought him. Has anyone ever eaten kale in a sandwich? Well, not Steve McDonald, not Tracy Orpington, I don't. Tracy Orpington. Tracy Orpington, I thought you not said. Yet. Um, and yeah, nothing nothing happens in this story, does it? It's it's all just kind of. I'm 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 still really really enjoying Tommy Orpington. I think he's like really charming and Ooh. Steve I'm still yeah. finding quite insufferable. Um <laughs> Mary's okay in this story but there's it's you know it's just waiting for somebody to find out about it isn't it at the moment. I want I want um Mary to start getting really obsessed with Weathy County. I mean, maybe the the twist in the end of this story is that Tommy and Mary end up together. I want her to replace her Ben Shepherd blanket with a Tommy Orpington one. <laughs> Do you think that Amy's going to find out? Because she's she's getting close. She's walking in on them, well, nearly doing it a few times. Maybe next week. Mm. I don't know. I don't know anything about where this story's going, but maybe we don't <laughs> Anyway. Th- what will happen? Who knows? Nothing really happened there, but they managed to get quite a few scenes out of it. Joel. We've already talked about the Joel story, What really. is his conspiracy theory of the month? N- yeah, nothing. Yeah, he's just um There's more like, there's her... conspiracy theories about him because he's been disappearing off yeah. recently and who knows where he's been. Has it been with Lauren? Has it been with his, uh, his mystery woman? Mm. Has he been at work? Who Unlikely. Um, they've the lawyer's office is back back again. Like yes, I said. it's dried oh, yeah. out. Um, put the dehumidifiers on, and it's all okay to move back into now for whatever Arlie reason. Alia gets Didi a candle, and she's like, "Thanks." Mm. She doesn't really like it. You can tell. <laughs> um, and yeah, they just They're kissing, just... And, and we bring up that she doesn't want to have sex before marriage. She makes him sleep on the couch. Yeah, and he says he, can... he doesn't mind. Yeah, he does. But then when she kind of walks away, he does a sort of sigh, doesn't he? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, she's basically saying to him, this relationship is, uh, is as serious as it's going to get unless you marry me. Yeah. Which is a big thing 
and, and it's quite an unusual thing for many people to be told in this day and age. Yeah, but I, I quite like that they go in there with Dee Dee. They're, they're keeping her true to this new well, uh, no, newfound religion that she's... They did have this weird... It felt like there was something, some re- like canon reason why they did this that we... We don't understand. I didn't. I don't know, know what they're talking about. But he's said he like he explains it, but he's explaining it to us. He's not really telling her because she knows already. Like I know you told me that you have found you found God in in later life, and you have um and so you have decided from now on, even though in the past you may have had sex with somebody, from now on you're not going to do it anymore. It's like I don't need to know all of this about what her vagina's up to. Why are you telling me? Is there some kind of backstory to Dee Dee that makes like wouldn't would invalidate the fact that she said no sex before marriage? That I we think need they just to want to keep the doors open for if any ex boyfriends. Or are... like, oh, here's your baby from Chicago that yeah. you've got. <laughs> like, why why do we need to have that really awkward explanation of the fact know. that she'd already slept with people before? Mm. Who knows? I didn't get it. I didn't find. I thought that was silly. Hmm. Um, right, so. <laughs> Four episodes of Curry this week. Nothing absolutely amazing in there, but like I said, nothing was dreadful either. Nothing the the, made the me Liam mad. story didn't hook me as much as I thought it would, but it certainly took up the vast majority of this street talk this week. Yeah, it because did. We, that was like an hour or so, and then we blasted through the other stories in just over an hour. Um, is Liam character of the week though? I think you yeah. know we're supposed to say that he, he is. He is because the the action was really great. I'd, I'd kind of just like to give it to the mad lad in the bistro because no one else is going to give it to him. Why don't you? But then I feel bad if I don't. Give I'd it. like him to come back. If we, yeah, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. Yeah, well, I'm, normally it's me that gives the it's, a, it's either mad lad or it's the 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 barbershop quartet. But I couldn't pick an individual there, so no. I. So, so Paul's Paul's kind of bully slash friend, the mad lad, is my character of the week. Excellent. And you're work. giving it to Liam. Um, I'm scores. giving it three sexy Shakespeare's. Yeah. I can't remember what that was a reference to. But, we, but when he said it, I was like, we, we, we both write said, that write down. that down. I am going to give this one um, three tickety-boo brain scans out of five. Um, hoping for better next week, but it could have been worse. So, with that in mind, are you ready to do some news? I think I am. Well, let's move on then. So, what has been in the Coronation Street news this week? Not a whole lot, is what I would say. Not not a big week for news, but there was an awards show at the beginning of the week and Coronation Street actually won one. Well, Maureen Littman did at least. This was the TV Choice Awards and yeah, she came away with Best Soap Actress, don't you know? <laughs> I think she just took it. I think she was like, this is mine, right? It's going like, to be yeah. me, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about this the other day and I was saying, I don't... I don't really think I don't count her as a soap actress, th- even though she clearly is at the moment. You're, like, you're being you're being rude about soap actors. Now. No, I'm not. I'm not at all. You I'm are. not saying that you know she's another level or in a different league. I'm not saying anything sure. like that. It's like she's been so many other things, and now just as a bit of bit of an extra after a massive career, she's like, I think I'll do a bit of Coronation Street. And so, when she when she um, accepted her award, her speech was just like candy from a baby. <laughs> it probably was. I don't know what she said. I haven't seen any recordings of this. Well, we did but see was... what she said. She said, um, 
she had a comment about an episode of Coronation Street. Did she? What did she say? She said that her husband wrote. Oh yeah, she talked we to. Were, we were talking about it the other well, day yeah, last she, week. She, yeah, she was. She, you're right. I she think talked, she listens to the podcast. She talked about um, Jack Rosenhall, her husband, her late husband, writing the monkey in the sink episode of Coronation Street. It was quite funny because yeah, we have been talking about that recently. Um, anyway, congrats, Maureen Lipman. Uh, you kind of maybe I'd say give the Let other soaps a bit a of a chance, but you know, Corrie needs all the awards it can get at the moment. Interestingly, I don't know whether you know this one, Gemma. EastEnders didn't win a single award. There are only three. There was, I think, best soap, best soap actor, and best soap actress. But Emmerdale won the other two. So very weird because there's so much hype about it. So much hype about EastEnders at the moment. But and oh well, can't win them all. You just have to wait till the British soap. Oh, oh. wait. Uh, I know this is what this is this is why it's bad not not having. And awards this year, I think it's really bad of ITV. <laughs> Why? Does it just makes them look like makes them look like sad sour grapes? Yeah, <laughs> but also it it shows that they've got no faith in soaps, and whether they whether that's what their intention is or not, I'm afraid that's the impression that it gives. Mm. And also all them fanning around with the schedules and not having Coronation Street on when it should be. And moving stuff around and having four episodes one week and one episode the two, other week. Two episodes next week, by the way. It's Monday and Wednesday. No curry on Friday next it's week. It's utterly ridiculous. They, they're they just shafting themselves. Yeah. And at Coronation Street is still their, like one of their best shows. What are they doing? What no. are they doing? Yeah, it's almost like they're trying to it does, just it, shake honestly, off a few non-hardcore viewers here. I don't know what they're playing at, but if you told me that somebody had just been hired... He was trying to kill Corey. I'd believe you. I honestly would. Coronation Street, again, not thinking of us lowly podcasters. If people ain't watching Coronation Street, they're certainly not listening to podcasts about it either, are they? Luckily. Are you? I think. Are you listening to this? Fortunately, I have not seen a downturn in our listenership. So it's because we don't look right. at it. I know, I don't really listen to it. Look, look at it. So I, I don't know. No, what's the point of looking at it? What's the point? It doesn't matter. It's not about no, it. It literally doesn't matter because we don't, it doesn't tie to anything. <laughs> no, we're not going to stop got, anyway. <laughs> maybe if we got advertising. <laughs> yeah, that's We that's, don't care. That little, that's why, that that's, little change that we decided last year never really went anywhere. Well, that's it. why I like doing this because it doesn't like, there's no pressure at all. No. Um, speaking of pressure, Gemma, there is always pressure at awards shows to look one's finest. Uh, we know, having attended. Oh, we're wearing our finest ourselves. right now. Oh yeah, look, just look at this. I'm wearing my, one of my least stained tops at the moment. Um, what what was <coughs> your what was your take on the Corrie fashion at the TV Choice Awards this year, Gemma? Did they do this on purpose? Because they seem coordinated. It, it seems like the theme was black and red. This you got year. Maureen Lippman. Yeah, they were dressed as a pack <coughs> of playing cards. You got Cat. <coughs> Cape, I've got Cape suddenly Fitton. got <coughs> a frog in my brain, and you've got um, oh Colson there, Colson Smith, and um, he's Maureen's... got quite. I'm just looking at his trainers at Colson's trainers. Yeah, it I looks like, like he's those. got a bit Spice Girl shoes on there a little bit. It, they look like what Carla wears, you know, when she wears her platform boots. Oh and you yeah, think, yeah. Mm. Um, I, I think, I think he's got great. he's got his orange pocket square in again from our. Car- from our theme colour. Has he? Has he? Yeah, yeah but he's, it does he's, look he's, a bit red. He's in this got picture. he's got black suit, black tie, white trainers. Bold choice. Yeah. <laughs> I think he looks looks very snazzy. Yes, his uh, pinstripe suit, he looks very Gomez. Yes. Yes. Um, Maureen Lippman is wearing a nice frilly um, shirt, very similar to the one I wore on my wedding morning. Oh, was it? Yeah, to get ready. Um, and red, red necklace and red pointed shoes mm-hmm. and a black... Um, black suit to go with the white shirt that she's got on with the ruffles and then Kat- Kate Kate Vitton. Oh Kate, sorry. I think yeah. 
Yeah, uh, she's she's got a lovely slinky red number, hasn't yes, she? With, very... with pom pom accoutrements. It's they're actually roses. Oh, are they? Yes, in a trail going off her shoulders and a very tight fitting satin dress. Very nice. Yeah, lovely. Very, she nice looks very earrings. nice. Nice red lipstick. Yes. And now we've got. Hang on, let me just see. Oh no, go on. Can you see the roses in that picture? Oh yeah. So we're just scrolling along Corey's Instagram at the moment. Gemma is correct. Hey roses. Um, Peter Ash. Peter Ash has got a lovely pair of oak leather um, shoes on mm. and a, is it, it's a patterned, um, like a cream, stone-coloured yes, stony suit. Um, suit with a nice navy tie and a and light blue. And a tie pin, so if you're going to be going murdering anyone at a, 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 a swimming pool yeah, anytime soon, Peter Ash, just make sure you come out with what you went in with. Paddy Beaver, he's looking, he's looking uh, good as well. This looks like a coat rather than a jacket. He's got on well, a nice camel, is. camel yeah, it's a jack, jacket. Jack Duck worth special. He's isn't got it? his hair slicked back. It looks very cool, <laughs> and he's got a floral, floral blue um, kind of tie, light blue tie. And now Ryan Prescott. Ryan Prescott is that there. is that a denim? Oh, it's corduroy, corduroy um, navy blue um, double breasted suit with a uh, what is it called? Uh, roll neck yeah, roll, and, a, yeah. and a necklace. He looks like a gangster. Just a bit. Oh my gosh! Totally turn that off. I know. Sorry. Um, that's it. I, I think don't know that's what this it. bag I think that's is. That we went. The case. What? She's it looks very cool though. Sparkly sequin. Bag. Yeah, I know. But the shape is interesting. I thought they scrubbed up very nicely. She looked gorgeous. I thought gorgeous. they looked very, very swish. Good. Job. Maybe that's why they won. Like, look at the effort Coronation Street guys have made, and they come all the way down from. I Manchester. think they should do best um, in yeah. show. I think they should. Yeah, yeah. They should just dressed. do that. Best dressed cast. That would be great. Yes, they should do <gasps> they that. They could that put you on really the judging good. panel for that. I'd be you might be a little um, par- uh, impartial. So you find it difficult to be impartial, should I say? Yes, because they no one else would win. It'd be coronation street every time. Rocked up in. Yeah. Even, be Corey. Well, you you didn't like it when the six came dressed in their colours at the Soap Awards last year, did you? I thought it was. Good advertising, very on brand. Um, speaking of nicely dressed, um, we also had Bavna Limbachir, <laughs> who played Rana Habib, getting a wedding blessed just last ah. week with that uh, with da- Darren Kupan. So they got married um, seven years ago in a traditional Hindu ceremony, or was it this one, the Hindu ceremony? I can't remember. Maybe why they both were. Why don't you know before you speak? This um, is not how I, d- I generally tend to just go with the, the flow. This is not how the news. It's not supposed to go like this. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Can you imagine? Well, they they got they had their wedding, their Tamil wedding blessing in Mauritius, and they looked very lovely. Congrats, nice. Bav and um and and Darren. And ba- Baz and Daz. Bav and Daz. Bav and Daz. Yeah. That um, sounds like a washing up liquid. <laughs> well, one of them is, isn't it? I like Bav and Daz. <laughs> oh. oh no, it actually sounds like a sort of ice cream. Yeah. Anyway, congrats. It sounds like the little version of Harkin Not coming Daz. back to Coronation Street uh, anytime soon, is no, she? She's so, dead. Um, because she's dead. But never mind. Um, now, last You're very bit. selective about who you pick. Like, I'm sure loads of other people have had things happen to them. Where do you get this information from? Rebecca always sends us the news. I don't always go with everything. For example, there okay. was a Saran Jones news that she sent us this week. That what I thought, was that? No, she's just going to be on a play somewhere. Something I don't remember what it is. You should go see it. Oh, and also the Sister Act um, musical starring oh, Sue Cleaver is going... No, no, it's not sold out. It's going to Blackpool as well. So that's quite good. Well, if I don't you know live in Blackpool, either. I suppose. Um, anyway, last Thank thing. you, Rebecca, for sending us some news. Always thank you, Rebecca, for sending She's us news. very, very um, nice and helpful. So if you listen to the On The Sofa podcast, which is Ben Price, Colson Smith and Jack P. Shepherd, 
um, then you'll probably know this one already. But if you don't, you might want to tune in next week because um, they're talking about 70s Coronation Street. Well, not 60s. Why not indeed? I don't know. I think it... Was it viewer voted? I don't know. Um, but anyway, you know that they don't do Sofa Cinema Club anymore because they've run out of films or something. Yeah, they've they just made do general lads chat. I haven't, I haven't watched any of these these new ones, but I may well be tempted to tune in next week. I think it's Thursdays they came out, maybe Wednesdays. Yeah, because they're going to be watching a load of 70s Cory episodes and then talking about them, and I think that would be quite amusing. I mean, there's not going to be many people in there that they're going to recognise that are still on the cast now, are they? You they might- need guide. Might, they need us to help them. Explain might get a what's bit of Helen on. Worth action. Early slinky Helen Worth in the Text club. Jack now and or message Jack now and say, hey mate, if you have any questions, you want to know who anyone is, we'll tell you. Let you yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, that's it. That's it for news. Well, not that. Mm, there was some other news this week. There was some cabin extra worthy news that came out a couple of days ago, and no doubt we will be talking about that at the end of the show. But you'll have to wait until, until then to find out what we think of that. Because first. We got some feedback. I tell you, it's fine to have some feedback. Feedback, you ready for some feedback, Gemma? It's feedback time. 2.65. Ooh. Ooh. Not such a good score for last week's Coronation Street on our Facebook group. And all my picks for, for scores out of, of the week have gone low. Two, Lucy says, two of Sally's empathetic paint shades out of five. Fiona, two caramel macchiatos with a sprinkling of nutmeg. And Pat, my pick of the week, two parents in a... No, Screwed this one up. Two parents in love. It's natural. That's <laughs> five. Thank you for everybody who voted there. I know we didn't have very long to vote this week. Um, Richard sent us an email earlier this evening saying, hopes we are well. Gemma's still got a bad back, but I'm all I'm right. I'm all right. I'm all right. Thank you very um, much, Richard. He says that he expects... Well too. Yes, uh, yeah, exactly. I hope everyone is listening as well. <laughs> um, we don't wish you ill. Richard Not actively. says... Um, I expect you would have lots of feedback this week following the escalation in the bullying stuff. We haven't had that much feedback. <laughs> well, maybe we will because it's only Maybe just there happened. is more to come. Um, Richard says it's been harrowing to say the least. So my feedback is very, very brief and consists of one question. Why do Ken and Simon never have scenes together these days? They've got beef. Do they not? I've never noticed. I mean, to be fair, Simon hasn't really had scenes with many people at all in the last few years and Ken's just not been about for the last what, two months that he's maybe featured a bit more heavily. I don't think there's anything nefarious in there, but... Maybe Go on, then read the rest Who of knows? it. Apart from the obviously inconsistent parenting-slash-grandparenting we've seen from the show's patriarch for the past 60 years, they've always seemed to have a good relationship. Surely the Streep grapevine has, been, has made Ken aware that Simon is struggling with alcohol, so it seems inconceivable that we haven't yet seen Ken warn Simon not to go down the same path as Peter. I think the Streep grapevine is half the problem. Why? All these alkies. Oh, yeah, that's it's exactly the grapes. Yeah. Um, no, I just think that the story doesn't need Ken. It's fine as it is on its own. Ken can only have so many appearances in the year, and I think they're best saving him for... I mean, maybe this would be good. Better but... than him t- gate-crashing... Whose party was it? Sarah's? Did he? Well, he turned up with the rest oh, of the Oh, yeah, that's sweet, didn't they? Um, it could be quite powerful scenes... But I don't think it's necessary, and I think really they need to put save Ken for the necessary well, he stuff. Doesn't, he doesn't have Simon doesn't have a father figure now, no. so Ken could be quite a good one. As mm. I think this is a good point from Richard. Yeah, it yeah. only needs to be one scene. Mm. Don't drink alcohol. Well, like maybe it seems, it seems like Simon sort of solved that little problem himself already, hasn't he? Ken's Just like, take him a little bit of confessing every, at the police station. Every time there's, uh, I worry about drinking and I don't want to have a drink, I just imagine it's meat. 
<laughs> uh, well, Richard says, a strong week of episodes, in my opinion, and I hope you all and all the podcast listeners have a great weekend. See, I feel bad. Well, no, I don't feel too bad that we gave it a three. I think it was a three week for There me. are a lot of people who are very, very deeply touched by the Liam storyline, especially people who've got personal experiences, either being bullied or being the parent of a child who's been bullied. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, We've definitely seen some um, mm-hmm. some some comments about that. I appreciate it, everybody. If you have a if you want to share anything with us and for us to read out, please do feel free to send it through. Because I'm the only, the only. I don't think it's you know a bad thing when we don't have the same reactions as other people. But that's the whole point of the feedback section is to give different opinions and maybe some people to fill in yeah, gaps. Some views that are different to yeah, ours. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point of it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm still waiting for something to really grab me in 2024, you know? Yeah. The Paul storyline is, is my favourite at the moment still. It's a big old carryover from last year. There's been new stories that have started this year, but there's been nothing yet where I've gone, that's it, that's going to be the big story of 2024. That's the one that's going to be the awards bait if there are any award shows left at the end of the year. I hope it's not too long. Bring back because, Uncle Stephen. You know, well, th- this time last year, I can't remember the exact timeline of it, but it feels like it was, it all was of the stuff. He was he was busy poisoning away. Was Rufus still around? He was being poisoned himself. I'm sure that we had had his LSD trip last February. Uh, happy times. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's just a okay, a okay at best. Uh, uh, well, uh, is all I can say you. for this. Yeah, according to me, right. Wow. Nancy has written and said Sarah's going to find out she made a mistake getting together with Damon Adam's reputation as a solicitor is going to be ruined because of Harvey's putting Sarah and Harvey at risk Harry Harry <laughs> not putting Harvey he's at putting risk. Harvey he's at risk he's alright I've been waiting so long for Nick and Leanne to get married again I hope Leanne's secret about Simon's accident does not spoil it well. Simon needs help and he needs to tell Nick what really happened Steve needs to spend more time with Tracy instead of going after Tommy Orpington. <laughs> I think they should just arrange a threesome. Well, they almost had that, didn't they, last week with their romantic meal. I was quite surprised that they didn't do... They didn't lean more into the the Valentine's Day shenanigans that could have taken place with Tracy and Steve and Tommy. They, they kind of avoided that all completely, didn't they, this week, in favour of Billy and Paul, but... She gives this week... This is three a caramel macchiato. Is that five? Character of the week is Sam. Thank you, you Nancy. Thank you very much. Um, And Rebecca says, you're right, Michael. Thanks. Sarah is stupid. I called her a Darth Apeth this week. She's got her love... She's got a lot of goggles on for Damon, that's for sure. I know what Eamon is doing is wrong. Adam. Adam. Where do I get Eamon from? Eamon. Eamon Holmes. Eamon Holmes. I, <laughs> I know what Adam is doing is wrong, but he thinks he's doing it to protect Harry from Damon. I'm thinking Harvey might crash. Oh, yeah. Oh, this seems obvious. Of course. Harvey might crash Nick and Leanne's wedding. He's going to be out in time for that, isn't he? That's exactly what's going to happen. Do you reckon? Yes, I think this, this is, is an excellent prediction. Yeah, he's going to get out right in this. time for this. I've not read this yet. Um, as Damon will attend as Sarah's plus one. I also think Harvey and Damon will both die. Damon protecting Sarah, which will make Adam feel more guilty in his part of getting Harvey out. Rebecca. Mm. You need to write for Coronation Street because that is a bloody good idea. (laughs) I really wish we'd seen the ring buying scene with Nick and Toya as that sounded really cute. Really hope Nick and Leanne get engaged, especially as I was only two months out in the predictions, but I didn't renew it for this year. Well, if you want them to get married, Rebecca, they got to get engaged. Mm -hmm. So luckily they already have. 
Finally, loved the Tommy O stuff on Monday's episode. Steve coming back made me laugh, and I thought Simon wasn't too bad again. Unpopular opinion, I'm guessing. No, I, I don't think so. I, I've seen vastly, you know, varied opinions on how tolerable Steve was last week, and I was definitely on the uh, the less side, but lots of people loved it, so I'm glad you did as well. Steve obviously just wants to work on his marriage. Oh, Steve obviously want, needs to work on his marriage, and it was sweet of Tommy to try and help him. Also, Steve jealous of Tim because Tommy was decorating his house was hilarious. They didn't. They they could have. I feel lent a little bit more into that. They didn't seem to do. She hasn't. He hasn't done it. He's just gone and decorated. Yeah. Like where where was where was Sally getting hot under the collar about? uh, But this is what I mean. It's weird that there are six episodes a week, but this feels like there's less time for things like that. Also, how many times has the back room of the Barlow's boys and now Preston's petals been used for bonking? Yeah, where, where's like I wonder which which non bedroom room in Coronation Street has it's the deed the been action. done? Yeah, Ooh. I mean the lawyer's office. I think if it, if it wasn't for the fact that it wasn't that old, it would probably be up there. That uh, could be a good bonus episode for next year's patron. <laughs> which room is the most romantic? Yeah, the most bonk, bonkable room. Illicit bonking room on Coronation Street. I mean, it's probably quite romantic in a flower shop, to be fair, isn't it? If you want to scatter some petals down. around on some thorns. <laughs> um, or get in a rash of some eucalyptus. Rebecca's character of the week last week was Adam, um, and she gave it three times Gail, Audrey and Damon went partying in Ibiza out of five. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Nancy. And thank you to everyone who has tweeted us or messaged us on YouTube or Instagram or any other way this week. Thank you very much for your feedback. Please do, again, if you have an opinion about any other things that we've been talking about or different idea about something, we'd love to hear from you, share your opinions. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm feeling not brimming over with opinions at the moment with lots of things that are happening in Coronation Street because I think it's a bit boring. It doesn't really count as an opinion, so it's always good to hear other people who have got lots of thoughts about what's going on. Be forthright. Yes. Um, we are going to do a cabin extra in just a second about some news that came out earlier this week. But first, we need to let you good people at home know what to do if you would like to send us those very opinions. Well, you can email us at conversationstreet at gmail.com um, or you can leave a comment on our blog. You can Instagram message us or even tweet us on X. And You can access on tweet. Yeah. Go to our YouTube channel. It's lovely. Um, we're on Facebook. We've got a Facebook group. You've got to answer the three questions to be let into the Facebook group. You can't just we've had write a few, anything. We've had a few people trying to get into our Facebook group just recently, haven't they? And it's like you've not really, you've not really answered three questions here. Yes. You kind of. I don't know whether to let you in or not, but if you want to get in the group, and it is worth it because there are some lovely people there, you just got to answer the questions. Speaking of which, yeah. I've just fresh feedback from oh, the group. Yeah. Nick, look, he says it's nearly midnight. Yes few glasses of wine but I like Bobby oh there I said it I think he's funny <laughs> so there you go and he tagged, tagged both of us oh you're giving it a ha ha have you I laughed because it's a, it's just um, a ridiculous it's a minority a opinion but opinion. a growing minority <laughs> I don't I don't like I said I predicted this would happen I knew this would happen we said that we, we wanted would... to give him a chance no but I predicted yes I know but I said we'll be over it we'll be it'll be fine yeah 
He'll be fine. I think I think he'll be okay. Once he calms down. Yeah, he'll get in there. Right, anyway, um, you ready for some cabin extra action, Gemma? A bit yeah. of spoilery stuff that was revealed oh, no. this week that we just have to talk about. If you don't want to find out about the secrets, Stop you have to go listening. now. Right. Please, um, if you're in the shower, you're just going to have to jump out naked to turn this off. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Cabin extra time right now. Um, God, this is the year of the comeback, isn't it, on Coronation Street? No, we've got Tommy Orpington, we've had Bethany, we've had probably other people that I've forgotten about, Harvey, we've got Damon, and very soon we are going to have Violet Wilson back on the cobbles for the first time since 2008, would you believe? Yes. What's your reactions to this? What did you think when you saw this one a couple of days ago? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> I kind of... This this is one of those returns that's where I think makes sense that she's returning. Um... Well, what you know, the, Dylan's. What's Dylan up to? Why is she coming back? He's doing a bit of bullying. That, I, I mean, I assume that you know, it's all going to escalate, and she's going to be required to deal with Dylan to, to do a little bit of mothering. She's she's been painted as being a really kind of poor mother in recent years, not hasn't poor, she? Very rich. Well, not that you know, bad mother. Um, and the fact that she's not really made any effort to come up and visit in the past couple of years that Dylan has been living there kind of speaks volumes, I think. But um, yeah, she's she's gonna be back. Um, I've she, she lots of I think lots of people when they heard the news were very happy, and I was I'm happy to see her. Jenny Platt doesn't like particularly her. seem to have aged in the past fifteen years since she's been on the show. Well, she she was in a a special in two thousand and eleven where they went down to London to film, but uh, I don't think she was particularly a pleasant character in that one. Uh, but I I I liked her when she was in it before, but she's not. She's not an all-time classic, but, uh, you know, it's one of these characters where I think, yeah, he'll just be nice to see her again. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks like she's um, on set already. She's Her return is going to be about a month away, so the 20th of March we're first going to see her on uh, the screen. Um, Anthony Cotton has said a little bit about her. That she, he's been posing with pictures with her and everything, and he, he says, um, filming with Jenny for about a month, so she's not going to be, you know, not a long-term um, return by any stretch of the imagination. Um, not coming back permanently, uh, Anthony said, but she's coming back. We do often talk about Violet, and Sean off-screen goes down to stay with them. I'm very excited to see her, um, and I'll, I've kept in touch with her throughout, and I just hope that she's not nervous, because she doesn't need to be. I imagine she will be, though, because it's a completely different setup. We shoot more episodes and content. When Jenny was there, the internet barely existed. That's not true Where's at all, Anthony from? Cotton. Quote from. I don't, it was just part of the press release, I think. Anyway, so much has changed in sixteen years, he said, and um, yeah, he's looking forward to having her back. Um, I, I, I don't feel like you know. I'm suddenly like, oh, this could happen, or I can't wait to see how she Does gets that. on with, because. Well, I don't he... know how many people, how many characters are still around that she she'll knows. remember. I mean, there's Eileen, but Eileen, I don't know, isn't. She's she's still not in it much. We know that Sue's had her health issues and she's going to be treading the boards as well. Was um, I saw somebody online posting? Um, I hope there's a scene where she calls Ken Sir because I remember that used to be a thing because she was in Ken's class. And I hope that they do take the opportunity to to give them a, a scene together. What would you rather um, have, Ken and Simon or Ken and? Um... Ken and Violet. Violet. Well, let's have Ken and Violet while she's here. She's only going to be about for a month or so. Okay. Um, 
But yeah, it feels like she's going to be there. She's going to do a bit of telling off with Dylan and then she's going to bog back off to London because I don't see Dylan leaving the show, do you? I'm surprised she's still alive, honestly. They love to kill we her were, We were convinced that... Yeah. I mean, maybe, I think that what, what... Maybe Harvey will get out and shoot her as well. Well, I think that one of the things that the press release also said that is even though she's only here for a short amount of time, the door is still going to be left open for her. Um, so I think she's she's safe for the time being. But I, I'm not expecting there to be any huge dramas or for her to have her own little offshoot of a story. She's she's going to be there to to try and deal with Dylan. No doubt she's going to also squeeze into the, the TARDIS that is number 11. Maybe she'll get stabbed to death by Mason. Maybe. Protecting Dylan. Maybe. I'd quite like... I mean, I hope she gets a Rovers scene. Um, but it's, yeah. just, it's just a character that's going to be nice, nice to see. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe there'd be something with her and Adam because she used to date uh, Jamie Baldwin, didn't she? Yeah. Um, but we knew that the last time that she was on screen, those two had split up, I think. Um, she stuck around with him long enough. She could have gotten been dating somebody who's presenting gladiators very true very true mm. so yeah looking forward to it i can't say i'm mega excited but this is the sort of thing that cory i would like to see do more just have little brief returns of characters that naturally would come back for certain things so um yeah I'm yeah good 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 move good well move. done well done um and that's it that's it that's so it. So. No mega theories there, just just the news because we like to talk about this sort of stuff. And um, I don't know whether this this podcast is long. See, we have not even cracked three hours on this podcast. Is this we've got the four whole episodes. Thing? Yeah, yeah, this is this has been a, a, okay. a relatively short one compared to the number of episodes that we've had. But you know, well, that's it. That is it. That's your lot. Yeah. So I hope you all have a lovely weekend, everybody. We will be back next week. Like I said, I'm. Very much intending for there to be a bonus episode next week. Apologies again that we didn't get one this time. And, Would you um, like to interview one of the longest running Pog- Coronation Street podcasters in the world? Who's that? Me. Oh, yeah. I'll interview you for... Yeah, interview me for the bonus episode. <laughs> Don't know. What would that sound like? What do you want to be asked? Well, ask me a question. Um, who's your favourite character? <laughs> um, Sean. False. Um, right, no, we're going to go. We're going to go. I take no. I will elaborate no further. Okay, right. Um, that's it's time for time for bed, really. Time so, to go. So thanks for listening, everybody. Um, thank, uh, bye. Bye. See you next time. The music of this episode came from uh, Gemma. Shut up. I just want to end it. The music. The music for the. <laughs> 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 this episode came from podcastings.com. <laughs>